Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Gone Shooting Podcast. We are your host Ryan and and I'm Ty. <laughs> and uh, real quick before we get into things, just want to kind of clear some air on something that we posted. Uh, well, I guess one of you listed. We had a post on Facebook basically explaining the uh, the matter of this podcast really and and nothing happened we weren't reported or anything we didn't get our hands smacked for anything it just something was brought to our attention and we felt the need to explain something so i'm just going to go ahead and get this out right now uh if you are i said this in the post if you are offended by language if you are offended by you know (laughs) jokes that could uh you know end up dirty i guess i don't know any foul humor language anything at all if you're offended by it i'm just gonna tell you right now turn this off don't listen to it you've been warned now i explained this in the first episode we're not trying to like push anybody away or deteriorate any uh followers from this podcast just something we need to get out there so again real quick if you don't want to hear us cussing or anything like that just turn it off now and i'm going to give you a few seconds before we get in this podcast so here is your time now to exit out of the podcast okay so we are here today we have a lot to talk about today real quick i want to give a shout out to uh Another local podcast that uh, we have, I don't want to say teamed up with, but uh, kind of gravitated towards, I was told uh, by one of our listeners, Mr. Uh, shout out to Mike Brimer, uh, that when we started this podcast, it kind of influenced him to uh, get one going of his own that he had wanted to do. and uh, That's great. Yeah. Hearing that, because we're just doing it just to fuck around. Yeah, that wasn't our intention, but, but it's an added bonus. Right, I'll exactly. take it. So, uh, he's not the first, he's not the only one to say that. Really? Got a, yep. Got a, one of the guys at work. He's been, uh, bouncing it off for a couple of years now and he's, he's seriously thinking about pursuing it too. Now that he knows kind of how Who's simple it is. Who's this? Dust. He's the, yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. Hey, that's cool, man. That's, I'm glad he, does he listen to it? He did. Cool. He did. He liked it. Um, He's an avid music fan. He needs to get on the page and like them. We need to see that like. Yeah, Dustin. I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Um, He what's cool about him is he has a lot of knowledge on wrestling before. Yeah, we've talked about that a couple times. Yeah, like randomly. Yeah, he's uh, he's a big fan of like the. He called it like the '80s era. He said, you know, the golden era. Yeah, he said. He said before it got. Great, right. is what he said, and right. I, I haven't really talked to him about why he got out, you know, and stopped watching it right before the Attitude Era or whatever. But right. he just didn't for some reason. Yeah. So, shout out to those guys because uh, they have a podcast too. Uh, Mike Brimer, Justin Isaacs, their podcast is called Topic Takedown. I promised them I would shout them out. So, fellas, here <laughs> is your shout out. Uh, go like their page. They. Uh, they talk about anything just like we do. Uh, I mean, they're, they, they're throwing out some cool topics right now. They, I think uh, one of their next episodes, they might be doing some like 90s stuff. They asked uh, so, uh, a bunch of questions about what people remember most about the 90s. 
It's excellent. That's my favorite decade. A little bit of a nostalgic feel. I said I my I answered on it. My immediate answer was, you know, the two things that still stick with me on a daily basis is, uh, you know, the music. Sure. The '90s music. I uh, listen to it regularly. My favorite bands from the '90s. I mean, practically almost all my favorite bands are from the '90s. Sure. And then, of course, the Attitude Era, which uh, I would like to talk about in another episode because we're coming up on 20 years on March the 14th that the Austin era begun. Oh, hell, son. So, yeah. So I'd like to talk about that. And they invited us. We, I'm not going to give anything away uh, to anybody that's listening out there, but something in the works with these guys. Hopefully, we're, talk, we're still talking about it right now. Some iron out some deets. And we'll get that rolling. So uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, let's let's get a let's get a hashtag trending. Right. Hashtag crossover, crossover. episode. Yeah. I am very excited for that. I've known uh, Big Mike for a long time. We got to play football, football. together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, I kind of caught on with him with the music thing. Uh, but you know, played guitar and jazz band. You know him. He walked around with his guitar in high school. I don't know how. He, I want to ask him personally and want to talk about this how he ever got away with that carrying the guitar to every single classroom because you've seen him are you going to tell him are you going to tell him he can't do something i mean no but no still (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah something to talk to those guys and we're looking forward to it they got a pretty good podcast too so give it a listen topic takedown they're also on soundcloud as are we uh so now time to plug our own podcast uh real quickly as they put it as they put it support your local podcast yes there's probably uh, a, a million of them out there that anybody knows about. I mean, we get told all the time from people that there's podcasts that their friends do, and I've been messaged uh, numerous times by people that, you know, there's people they know that follow podcasts and all that kind of stuff. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, what a gorgeous sound that is. A couple brewskis, a couple Steve Weisers in our hands tonight, as always. Uh <laughs> Should we talk about that? Like from the first two podcasts, I have to really be careful with this because I'm going to turn into a rate. I'm, I'm going back to the seven two seven days because of this podcast. Because the first time we didn't start till probably close to midnight. It was twelve thirty when we hit record, and by the time we finished, so it was probably about two two fifteen something. Yeah, and then we <laughs> we stayed up and listened to it twice. So that's another three hours quality control yeah man just and we, and we loved it so much and we had so much fun and then it, before we knew it it was like six seven in the morning it was and neither of us had been to bed i stumbled up the steps at about seven twenty. that was a long day the next day oh man <laughs> oh man it definitely was and then last week uh you know again shout out to <laughs> willie uh, two weeks ago us. No, yeah two weeks ago i gotta get used to this every other week things two weeks ago my apologies uh we got drunk then, and I fell out of my chair, not even trying to, or like, well, not that anybody tries to, but it was like I think I dropped my pen and I was <laughs> trying to reach it, and here I am. Somebody's reading their top five list or telling a story, and I'm out of my chair, and you guys are looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm <laughs> the like, hell's going on? My pen. I dropped my pen. S- small sample area, uh, albeit that was the funniest thing i've ever seen in a podcast yeah I, I can't tell you how it happened i know i was drunk but i wasn't like stupid drunk no and then no. we go to jen's and yeah we'll leave it there mm-hmm. um so we have a lot to talk about today so we'll go ahead and get the big deal out of the way because i know it's something that doesn't necessarily please you but you're okay to talk about the super bowl now i am it's it's been long enough it's settled hey. in 
That was one of the best, not just Super Bowls, that was one of the best football games I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, both teams were just lights out, and especially in the quarterback positions. Uh, re- you know, regardless of the Patriots losing, that was one of the best uh, games Tom Brady's ever played in his career. There's no doubt about it. Given, yeah. given that their defense was not doing anything to help them out. Yeah, yeah, and it was the, the biggest reason I was so upset about it. Well, I guess there are two um, pretty large reasons I was uh, upset about it. Uh, the biggest being that Tom performed really well. Yep. It was that, you know, unfortunately it came down to that one play where he lost the ball, and that's kind of where it ended. Yeah. But, I mean, dude had like 500 yards I mean, and that, that touchdowns. That kind of shows you there that any play, any play can change the game because there wasn't a single sack yeah. the entire game, and then boom, sack fumble, and that was – yeah, it's it's upsetting because like thirty three points should win a lot of teams right, two exactly. Super Bowls, right, and it right. would have a lot of teams two two Super Bowls. Typically, your teams that are in there have a defense that's capable enough. I think this playoff proved like the whole playoffs proved that defense didn't mean a fucking thing. Nah, it really didn't. The only team, in my opinion, that showed what their defense was was Jacksonville because sure. even in their loss they it wasn't a uh, blowout yeah. i mean they were right there with it yeah not that this game was but it also they weren't giving up you know crap ton of yards crap ton of points you know they weren't making mistakes on defense i mean you know uh, defense just disappeared rams defense disappeared vikings obviously disappeared when right. philadelphia blew them out and philly's defense is they were in the top 5 too weren't they yeah and, yeah, there there Tom. wasn't a whole lot of defense in the Philly Jacksonville game, uh, suggested by the final score. But there were a lot of good defensive plays by both sides in and, that game. And uh, I mean, Tom shared them. I mean, most yards in a Super Bowl game ever. Right. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: this is, I, I told you this before that I had something to say that you'd probably like. I'm not a Tom Brady fan by any means. If anybody that knows me, I'm a Colts fan. I, Somewhat the opposite. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> of a Brady uh, fan. And. Uh, Peyton Manning was my dude. So you have the two arguably greatest quarterbacks to play the game. Yeah, uh, do you like the Red Sox or the Yankees? You can't say both. Right, exactly. And here's here's my thing because, and, you know, some of our fellow workers would understand where this is coming from. A theme to me in the last 10, 11 years with humanity in general is impatience. Absolutely. Nobody is patient anymore. Yes. And where that leads to me is this with Tom Brady. They have five rings. At this day and age, that's plenty for people to say, okay, enough, let's move on. Same thing with LeBron. As many times as he was in the finals. It's like people want to see somebody different every year. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I don't think that anybody hates his talent because you can't deny it it's the fact that they're there every year you know people get tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again so that's why there's always like this rooting against the patriots and people not wanting brady to win it part of it goes to there no matter what at least while brady and belichick are in the league this whole uh the scandals that have followed them are going to stick with them you yeah. know, even even after the long gone, there there's people going to be placing those asterisks themselves by those things, and that's is what it is. I mean, can't get away from it. No, no, and and you definitely won't. And 
I think it maybe would not be such a big deal if they weren't at the top, like if they weren't the dynasty that they are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's 100% the reason why they're the most hated franchise in the league. And and this is going to be such a weird comparison uh, because, A, both of these people, well, I mean, Tom's not from Boston, but he's out of Boston. I'm going to equate this, people who are wrestling fans, to John Cena, who's also from Boston. Okay? He's been on top for years now. It was okay back then when somebody was reigning supreme because people had more patience for it. They liked seeing it. Now people like to see somebody different. So the first year or two that John was on the top doing his thing, people were cool with it. It was somebody different, somebody breaking out. And after that, they got tired of it. You know what I mean? I don't. People can try to argue that he has these bad matches and all that stuff, but you can't deny the guy is... A, one of the goats. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's Star just... Star power. Exactly. So, he's the face. Where, you know, Tom Brady is the face of the NFL. And people are tired of that because they want to see somebody new every single year. They they want to see two different teams going for the Lombardi every year. Right. Every WrestleMania, they want to see two different people competing for the title. You know what I mean? And it, granted, it's scripted in WWE. Is, and I mean, I guess people could somewhat argue that NFL may be scripted in some aspects. Sure. Maybe. But uh, They would lose that argument, but they right, could say it. Exactly. Uh, that, that, that's my reasoning, at least, to why people, quote-unquote, I'm throwing quotes up here, hate Brady. And I don't think it's necessarily they hate the player. They hate the fact that he's he's the face of the franchise, and that and, and that they are always him. there. Yes, yeah, so that's my take on it. I, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it's jealousy, and you know, uh, my my team is terrible. My Cincinnati Bengals are right. terrible, right. and so I can speak on this. I am extremely jealous of say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I, I do not think that their franchise. Um, their franchise is really well ran in the office, yeah. and the coaching staff is a really good coaching staff. I think that their players might be, um, I don't know, um, mean, let's yeah. say, and uh, that, that makes me hate them a little bit more. But the basis of my hatred for the Pittsburgh Steelers is that I can't beat them. Yeah. My Cincinnati Bengals can never beat them. Well, That's a big issue. With the, It's the, kind of the same. The Bengals will never change until... Mike Brown decides to get people that are want to win that are not okay being mediocre. Yeah. And I guess that starts with the head coach. We all know that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's earned the nickname Mediocre Marvin. I love the guy. You and I have had conversations can't about him. That he's, he, he, it's not like he can't coach in the NFL. It's, it's not like he's not ever going to have a job if he decides to stay in the NFL you know, as a lifer, quote-unquote. Yeah. But um, everybody talks about him being a player guy. So like why why don't we have a different role for a player guy? You know he, he's he's. I think that if, and we've talked about this too. If they made him a GM, if they got a GM spot and made him the GM, he'd be Mike Brown would have to worry about a damn thing. No, he'd be making more money because they'd be winning exactly, and he'd be putting asses in the seats exactly. And once you you know Marvin gets the players in and the and a, and a better head coach, a better X's and O's guys, you know, they can get in there and do some real. Real good stuff. Right. Uh, it's it's kind of upsetting. That's another topic for another day. I don't even want to get into it right now. <laughs> Football season's over, unfortunately. Well, uh, but we still got a bunch of news. Uh, I mean, almost kind of involving. It, it all involves the Patriots, uh, which is weird to say. 
Yeah. Uh, so uh, well, I guess we'll run from that and talk about the whole Josh McDaniels situation. A uh, <laughs> little sensitive to me because he's right. done fucked my team over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe not in a sense that uh, the way I look at it, here's, here's my two issues with it. Um, you know, when head coaches come in, obviously they want their staff. They want their people that they think is going to be the best in their system. And because they were going to the Super Bowl, we couldn't technically hire him right away, as most people know, because they're still technically under contract. So we get his assistance at least, all these people that he wanted and all this kind of stuff. And so now we have all those people. Now we got to find somebody that's okay with working with them. Yeah. And then the other issue I have with it now is that now we're left head coachless and the draft is two months away. Yeah, and who's going who's going to prepare for that? Right, and you have to you have to choose from the leftovers at this point. I will say they. I've heard some good uh, candidates. Uh, they're actually going to be interviewing Frank Reich, the OC for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And then uh, one, I'm kind of iffy about just because he's already somewhat failed. But I, I will see how it goes. I, Leslie Frazier, I guess, is big on Ursay's list. Um, well, they were really good for a year or two while he was up there. He he was he he wasn't very beneficial of a lot of player support. Right. I think he did a lot of good things with not a lot of good talent. Right. So I I would think that's a good pick. I I'd like to say I is this is you know Indy's never been known for a defensive, regardless of who's coaching. I right. mean for some reason that that we just have this stroke of bad luck that sticks with the defense and uh, I don't know we'll see. Uh so that that's my two biggest things and I I personally think McDaniel's has no chance of ever coaching on any other team except the Patriots. Yeah, I think I think that is the decision he made is he's he's going to get in bed with the Kraft family for life. And I think in, who knows the details of the deal that they made, but I think that's part of it. He's and, the replacement, uh, he's the heir apparent and he I, will be he, they'll have the same relationship. Right. That him uh, that Kraft and I, Belichick have. I just hope that he understands that he's probably not going to have the quarterback that's there right now. And you know, as I said, a couple, or I, I guess the last podcast we did, the, that type of player is not ever going to happen again. I don't yeah. think so. Well, McDaniel, McDaniel is a superstar offensive coordinator. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Right. Um, he can win with, uh, I guess, either style of quarterback. Yeah. Um, eight and eight in his first season at Denver. I'm pretty sure of that. Eight and eight with his first in his, or maybe nine and seven. Whatever it was, they went to the playoffs, mm-hmm. beat Pittsburgh. I think they were eight and eight. With Tim Tebow. Right. You win a playoff game with Tim Tebow, bro. That's, that's, that's pretty. he goes back to his yeah. whole team and gets shredded to pieces. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was pretty impressive. Um, I, I would be a little weary myself of hiring Josh McDaniels as a as a head coach you, you just can't, because you can't trust him now anymore. No. Mm-hmm. So Josh McDaniels, I say to you, glad you stayed away. Yeah, and as much as I like him, as much as I appreciate the things that he's done for my fanaticism, I think that was uh, a wrong move. Terrible career decision. His agent cut ties with him. Yeah, who just happens to also be the agent for uh, Chris Ballard, the Colts GM. I did not know that, yeah. but that's wild. Yeah, 
So and he told him he's like that's probably the worst move you could have ever made in your career was yeah. to back out on head coach, especially when they had already said the morning of like we're gonna you know well, it was a done deal yeah all, all but signed and they had the press conference ready to go for Wednesday and then I I don't remember who told me but when they told me I thought they were lying I will tag me in a post and I was like shut up like but it was coming from Schefter and I thought whoever told me was lying it might have been Meg. But whoever it was, I was like, uh, "No, you're, you're, you have to be incorrect about that." If, if, I mean, it, it, when it came down to it, when he did that, I was like, "Okay, so we're probably better off with it, like without this guy." <laughs> he was sealed and delivered, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> well, trash. I guess technically not delivered. Trash, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll stay with current uh, Patriots here and talk about the Gronk situation too. Just a little bit of a quickie news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor. I out like there, quickies. Yes. They were very nice. Big uh, fan. Get the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the just, uh, the rumor that The Rock and Sly Stallone are wanting him to start acting. <laughs> yeah, those those two guys are guys who kind of have, uh, I guess we'll call it experience in other fields right. before acting. Yep. And Rock will tell you straight up that, when he was playing football at Miami, when he was wrestling, his body was, he looked great. Yeah. He was always hurt, aching. Gronk's in that same situation, and yeah. they, they both have told him, like, I mean, man, our bodies feel great, and you can make a shitload more money. The whole, I mean, the whole reason he got out of football is because he had a big injury when he left Miami. Right. And uh, he, he tried to cut it. I, I don't know if he ever made a team in the NFL. I know he played a year in the Canadian Football League, and that's when mm-hmm. he decided to go to uh, – uh, WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, personally, I think uh, him being in WWE has absolutely benefited him more than anything to being the great actor that he is now. Especially because uh, being in WWE, those people, they're essentially live actors. Yeah. And there's no redos. There's no cuts, you know, retake, at, you know. None of that at all, and even when they do the taped events, they're taped live and then just shown later mm-hmm. on. I mean, right. so I think that helped him tremendously. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Gronk, you know what? Two back surgeries, I think. I mean, at least a lot, one, of, sur- least a lot one, of surgeries. You know, uh, his arms. I mean, he still wears that freaking. They call him the Bionic Man because right, exactly. he, he wears so many braces, and I mean, he looks like he looks like the. The robot for the Fox, the Fox football. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's what he looks like running around. And uh, I think that, that could be a wise choice for him. I think he's, I mean, either that or he's, uh, you know, you never know. He may go to WWE. <laughs> well, I was, he's I was wanting. Made, he's already made an appearance. Yeah, I was wanting to say that uh, he <laughs> is definitely better than Mojo. <laughs> did you see what Jinder Mahal had posted? I did not. He posted a, a picture on Twitter of, of when him and Gronk had the stare down. Yeah. At uh, WrestleMania, and he he just all he said was it shouldn't have hindered the gender, <laughs> <laughs> and he would have won the Super Bowl. I'm all about gender equality. Yeah, so I mean, and Gronk's got nothing to prove. I mean, I, he'll go down as one of the greats. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about all time. Maybe I, he's. I just know. I mean, he's caught well, so he, many touchdown passes. He doesn't even have to stay healthy right. for another five or six years, and he will smash. Tony Gonzalez's record right. for touchdowns. Actually, I think Antonio Gates broke it recently this year or last year, but um, Gronk can Gronk can smash that. Right. So, yeah. uh, on top of a lot of other things that he can smash. Um, 
but Gronk's a two-time Super Bowl champion. I know technically he didn't play in one of them, but you still get a ring. Yeah, like I said, I don't think he's got anything really to prove if he decides to take that route. So we'll see. All. And then uh, other quick news. We got a couple bigger things, but just run off the quick news here. Russell Wilson, did you hear about him? Baseball? Yeah. Getting uh, traded to the Yankees, yeah, I think. for future consideration. Yeah, I was um, uh, <laughs> not, not tooting my horn or anything here, but I was in the gym. Yeah. I, I was in the gym. Yeah. Okay. I was running on a treadmill, and Planet Fitness has these televisions that you can watch pretty much any any local cable and like ESPN and things like that. So I always turn it on to uh, MLB Network. I've only been going to the gym like two or three weeks now. Right. So I didn't want to watch anything leading up to the Super Bowl, and I didn't want to watch anything after the Super Bowl. So I've been keeping it on MLB Network, and one of the things on the I guess uh, that thing that scrolls up on the side that lets you know what the next. Mm-hmm the next topic yeah. it said russell wilson a yankee and i looked at tanner who was jogging Sh- shout out <laughs> oh wait <laughs> to uh little mo again <laughs> tan was jogging next to me and i elbowed him and i said hey is that the same russell wilson and he was like yeah. well, i don't know and then sure enough it scrolled up and i was like dude what is this right so russ was in the texas rangers minor league system right. and basically i knew this part um, he shows up for spring training, you know, plays a couple of yeah, Cactus he's, League he's games a, he, or whatever. He's a uh, uh, year-round yeah. athlete. I mean, yeah, he never stops training. Right, and they <laughs> inexplicably. I wonder if that maybe somewhat hinders his performance a little bit because ever since he started doing that, his he's not been the same. Granted, the team hasn't been the same, but he just seems to uh, not be all there. See, I tell Meg that it's as soon as Russell Wilson's. Um, um, love life got blasted on national television about That's when it started going down. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. when it was when he is it is his wife Sierra Sierra right um, when it was all over ESPN and every news station you can imagine right. that he and her were staying celibate until they got married. Why is that a big deal? Right. You know, but but whatever it was, right. even though they both had been married before and in yep. multiple relationships. They decided they were going to wait till marriage, and everybody blew it up out of proportion. And I think that's that is when his career right. kind of took a downturn. Here we go. Ah, oh, that sound is just golden. I know. I just kind of want to open all of them right, like in a row. <laughs> can't do that. I know they'll get warm. Uh, one more football story, at least that I can recall off the top of my head. At least a top one. Uh, handsome Jimmy G getting that fat deal. Another unbelievable the news story. fattest contract in NFL history. <laughs> yeah, the dude has started seven games. <laughs> he has a completion ratio of sixty-five, which is not bad, sixty-five. Uh, but he has a touchdown interception ratio of six to five, mm-hmm. and is now the highest played player in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Our quarterback player player. He's made. He's making more over his first year than Tom Brady did over fourteen. Right. His first fourteen. Mm-hmm. That is insane. That, that I don't know if there's a stronger word for insane, but whatever it is, that's it. Uh, John Lynch apparently has this guy like setting on the freaking golden goose. Like <laughs> I mean, he's 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 good. I mean, I you know I'd like to see a little more. I guess whatever they get in, I, I don't know. Maybe they did it just to make sure he stayed. I don't know. 
but I think you still could have given him any deal and he would have stayed because it's a guaranteed starting job. I actually haven't looked into it as much as I probably should have, but as we've talked about, I've been kind of sad this week. Um, But at any rate, I don't know how many picks the 49ers have over the next couple of years, but if they have a lot, they could be kind of um, implementing the Seattle Seahawks, what they did a couple years ago, where they – they signed you know a couple big name guys to big deals or whatever, but they had a lot of young talent where they were still on their rookie contracts. The year Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl, he made seven hundred fifty thousand dollars right. before bonuses. That could be what they're going for. Pay pay Jimmy and bring in a couple of young guys that they draft. Maybe you know have a little room to sign a free know, agent lineman or something I like know that. Uh, they have at least a top ten pick this year. Sure, it's between them and the Raiders. They got to, uh, to flip a coin, the coin to flip. see who's nine and ten. Right. Uh, well, like I said in the last podcast, I think they're on my radar as one of the teams to uh, make a turnaround similar to Jacksonville and the Rams. So uh, that division is going to heat up here soon, especially now with Arizona. Uh, who did they get for their coach? Have they got one yet? Don't know. Don't know. No. So Bruce, I know Bruce Arians is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Palmer is gone, which, you know, he was – I don't know if he was the answer anyways, but uh, so yeah. we'll see – how they do. Uh, Seattle, Seattle, they're always going to be, you know, they're always going to be in the game. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and then the Rams, we saw what they're going to do. So uh, I, I don't think that they're going to drop that dramatically. They can probably only get better. No, I think, I think the Rams are probably the NFC representative next year. Um, For sure. I, I, I mean, I don't see Philadelphia going away. Right. And they probably can only get better with the addition of Wentz. But, you know. And that's another inter- uh, interesting situation, too. Foles, what do they do with him? I mean, do you keep him in case something happens with Wentz again? Because coming back from an ACL is I think ne- never a guarantee. I think that's absolutely the answer is that they will keep him for two reasons. One, you've already said. And the second reason is Doug Peterson is a career backup to one of the greatest quarterbacks ever right. played, Brett. So I think that they, if if Foles wants to stay, if Foles <laughs> wants to stay. I mean, I I, I think either way there's going to be teams clamoring for him anyways yeah. because he's the, he was a backup and you're the Super Bowl MVP. And I just mean, like, just like Garoppolo, when the right deal comes across the table, right. got no problem shipping him out. I, I think, uh, I think it'll be the same uh, is what I said it probably should have been for Garoppolo is I think as long as he's got a guaranteed starting spot, I think he'll probably take whatever comes his way. Uh, I mean, he's you know he's going to make them prove that they want him, but uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't see Foles being a backup next year. My opinion, sure. So I like it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that's I think that's at least the big football going on this week. It was a lot to happen in Super Bowl week. And there's only a lot more to come because we got the draft, combine, and all that stuff. So, uh, and well, we still got two years for the XFL, but then we'll be talking football year round for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the, I guess really the only other big news story. Well, we got a couple things. The Olympics starting. We'll get to that here real quick. It's just the uh, the big trades that just happened in the NBA before the deadline. I mean, Cleveland. I don't. You can't say clearing house because it was all trades, but just I guess in the middle of the season, rebuilding. I mean, basically. I suppose that would be what you would have to call it, yeah. I th- I think my limited knowledge on this particular season of the NBA, 
Um, I'll get back into it now-ish, now the football season's over. It's kind of basketball season yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I myself, I only follow along with highlights and, yeah. uh, you know, whatever notifications I get on my phone. Yeah. That's about the uh, extent of my knowledge for the season right now. My limited knowledge on this particular season, I I feel like Cleveland made some moves. I think they were the winners and everything. To compete now. And that echoes what you just said. They they made moves to compete now. They know that there's a decent chance that LeBron's gone after this year. Right. Uh, they know that there's a decent chance that some of the other guys won't be there as well. So I think they're making a push to compete now. And people like the Lakers are making their moves to compete later. Yeah. And the Lakers and the Celtics in particular have always had, uh, I guess, a reputation of having a couple of years where, I mean, that's kind of where the term reload, rebuild, and right. um, recompete kind of was born, you know, the, both of those franchises. And Isaiah Thomas going from Boston to Cleveland to L.A. is kind of, man, that's kind of like a, a kick in the nuts to me, you know? It's like they're not, they're not as rivalry-ish right now as they were even, say, in, like, 2009 when the Lakers and the Celtics played each other, and by far not anywhere near what it was in the 80s and 90s when Larry and Magic and those guys were dueling it out. But still, it's the Lakers and the Celtics. Right. What what that says to me, I I don't know how necessarily NBA is a little different uh, as far as what teams do as opposed to the NFL, but him getting traded like that twice in a season, I don't know if that means that teams are just giving up on him or that he's an issue or what it is, but I mean that's, I mean you go from two contenders, yeah, essentially, and I don't know how the Lakers are doing necessarily this year, but I know that they're probably not anywhere not, near not great. Yeah, the the NBA, I guess I guess most teams in most sports, you can only have one player, one player per team who are like LeBron, Kyrie. And Isaiah, I don't mean great. I mean hard-headed, yeah. and like they they kind of want the team to be in their image. It's been a well, joke. We know how teams are in when LeBron's on. Them. Yeah, he, it's kind of it's kind he's of a, in the t- you know he's in the decision. Yeah, talks, it's it's no a, it's been that. a joke for a decade, and now it's coming to the uh, coming to light is that he's coached LeBron. You know, like I mean, we used to we used to uh, watch games and see on the sideline where he'd be. He'd be drawing the fucking play for Spolstra. Right. And I'm not surprised by that. Spolstra was a film guy. He was like a right. film editor for the right. Heat. Yeah. So that didn't surprise <laughs> me. But then you get people like uh, uh, Mike Brown and, and uh, Tyron Lue who are, you know, coaching up in Cleveland and stuff. And yep. he still coached LeBron. And no one wants to play for two coaches. Right. You know, who are, I, I don't know if they butt heads as often as some people like to make it out, but Kyrie. And LeBron couldn't get along. Kyrie and Kevin Love, and Kevin Love and LeBron couldn't get along. Every team can only have one player like LeBron. Right, exactly. And the Celtics have one now in Kyrie. The Lakers have one now in Isaiah. And the you gotta, Cavs you have, one have one now in LeBron. One team head to kind of really build around. And I think that was the ultimate fallout of the Miami Heat and why they all fall apart, fell apart eventually. It was because you had three strong egos and LeBron, Wade, and uh, Bosch, and somebody's got to take the hit eventually, and I think that's why 
they fell apart, and then LeBron said, "Well, fuck you guys, I'm I'm out, I'm going back home." Yeah, and now it's <laughs> you see where that's getting him at this point. Yeah, LeBron used Miami as a booty call, showed up for sure, got what he wanted, got the fuck out. Mm-hmm. What had happened was yeah. Well, what had happened was... <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, I don't follow NBA as much as I used to right now because I, it got so, it got so watered Diluted. And in my opinion, all these teams, and maybe not teams, these players, you know, always pushing to get other guys on here. It's made it, so, I think everybody's become lazy in a sense. It's like, okay, so these teams... That and they're still dominating, you know. Teams like the Warriors who stacked up, you know, they're they're at the top and all that kind of stuff. But it's like everybody just seems to get lazy now, and it's like, okay, well, it's just going to be these two teams competing or these three or four teams competing because they got the fucking All Star team as their starting lineup. The NBA suffers from what you explained why everybody hates the Patriots. Yeah. It's always the same, you know, four teams who are in it. I just, you know. Uh, I don't like when teams stack up. I mean, it's one thing for, you know, say like in the NFL, like obviously you want to have star players on your team and all that stuff, but it's like you don't see the Patriots trying to get Antonio Brown on their team. You don't see them trying to get Todd Gurley on their team. You know what I mean? Like you don't see that in the NFL. Yeah. Because obviously there's more pieces. There's a lot more players on the field at the time, but it's just like thinking that three of these top guys are going to be able to gel – and have this cohesive unit and be such a dominant force, and then they get lazy because of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't, I don't. It's not as fun for me to watch anymore. The biggest difference in you, you know this already, but the the biggest difference in the 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 rosters between the NFL and the NBA is that the NFL has a pretty much and look it up on your own time, black and white cap room. Right. Policy. Yeah. You cannot go over that cap room without penalty. Right, exactly. And there are uh, massive amounts of penalties that you can accrue just by making a simple release. Yeah. So the NBA has kind of those things. You know, they set, I'm just throwing out random numbers here, they set the uh, cap room at, say, $60 million. Yeah. Every dollar that you go over that $60 million, you just have to pay the NBA three times that amount. Yeah. So you got your cap room at $60 million or whatever it is. You go over, you pay your team $70 million. All you got to do is pay the NBA $30 million. Yep. Yep. So people who have a shitload of money, like Dan uh, Dan Gilbert, Gilbert yep. um, you know, people who have a shitload of money, can they, they don't care. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I just I don't like the stacking up of players. It just, it just doesn't make much sense to me. I know you want to win and all that stuff, but... You know, that kind of defeats the purpose of drafting your college players and yeah. and, and molding them and teaching, you know, whatever. What I will say, and this, we can move on right after this, um, what I will say is that you, we can't hold the players accountable for that. No, not at all. They want to win. Yeah. They're yeah. paid to win. Exactly. You can tell those those guys who are making moves like that just want to win and compete. Right, you know the the big the big three the original big three yeah, the Boston yeah. big three right you know they did it but they didn't take a shitload of money right 
they they kind of just got together and they were like, oh, let's make this money so we can stay under the cap room and have good bench players. And then Miami was like, oh, okay, let's get together. Let's all take a shitload of money and not have any good bench players. And and now kind of everybody's doing that. And, and you can't blame them because, you know, the, that's kind of what it's gravitated to. Well, and I think it got to the point where, you know, not to tail off, it just it, it hits me when, we, when you sit when you know, we say stuff like that is, you know, uh, what's the biggest way to persuade a player to come play for you? Fucking back that brinks up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And if you have, obviously, if you have other players there, but you back that truck up, uh, well, all right, be there in just a minute. Yep. So. Uh, that's uh, about it for the uh, at least the s- somewhat sports talk. Let me, let me ask you this question real quick. Hit me, because we're gonna get into WWE talk right now. Do you think that Vince McMahon has taken over the sports world in the sense that you know WWE brands themselves sports entertainment? Uh-huh. Would you consider the major? Uh, uh, I guess four. We'll go NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. Would you consider this sports entertainment? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The differ- The only difference between the two is, is the, the scripted. And that's the, it. I mean, you know, they they give those interviews that everybody wants to see. Everybody wants to see the celebrations for the touchdowns. The same promos. Yeah. Uh, how about when they go to the Super Bowl and they're big? performance and halftime shows and they have those regular games too you know what i mean i thanksgiving day yeah for sure i've I've always uh pondered that question and i I, it just came to me i almost forgot to ask you and i wanted to uh i think that's it i vince has like literally with people not even realizing it taken over the sports world in that sense where everything now has an entertainment value to it and uh there's not many uh I mean, even the all-star breaks and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all done for entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, we, we entertain ourselves by watching the sport, but, you know, it, it's the the con, you know the home run derby, the slam dunk contest, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, getting all the star players together, that's, that's for pure entertainment because you don't get to see that all the time. Yeah. I, I will say that I... I do, I, I'm not going to say that Vince has taken over the sports world. He might when the XFL right, starts right, right. up. I don't think he's done it quite yet, uh, let me, let me, <clears> but let I think there are three who are right over, there. Not take over, but maybe change the landscape of how uh, leagues are presenting themselves. I think there are two in, regarding that question that you just asked. There are two then. Dana White's had a lot to do with it too. Not for yeah, yep. UFC. Yep, Dana, Dana's had a lot to do with it too. Um, as far as maybe like on top of the sports world, I guess, is uh, Goodell would have to be up there as well. Yeah. Motherfucker is always in the fucking news. Right. He sneezes too hard, and they're like, <laughs> oh, Goodell sneezed too hard. So uh, I think those three are kind of running the shows. I would say, you know, you, you can't say that Dana didn't try to, uh, you know, take a few, you know, pages out of Vince's book because yeah. because now look they do promos well I think I, uh, yeah they have build ups to yeah. their to their fights what's cool is that Dana took a page out of Vince's playbook and made promos and then he hired somebody I don't know that person's name but he hired somebody to make like 
killer promos that didn't necessarily the involve videos a lot. Vin- yeah, exactly. Yeah, the vignettes for the fighters. Yes. And build up to their fights. So Vince kind of took a page out of out of Dana's playbook, and now we see essentially the same exact kind of promos on on both venues. Yeah. And I th- I love it. Yeah. So uh, going into WWE now, and we'll you know we'll obviously talk probably more about uh, related to UFC, but not uh-huh. totally UFC. Uh, so let, I know where you're going. Yeah. So let's go to the Royal Rumble because that was the biggest thing that just happened uh, recently. I know you are probably a couple weeks now behind with Rollins. Just one. Uh, just one? Okay. Yeah, right. just one. Um, so Shinsuke, that, I tell you what, the whole pay-per-view Wait, was... Wait, he won? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> uh, the whole pay-per-view was amazing. I really like, thought so too. Like That was one of the better full rumble paper the match is always good in my opinion regardless of how the fans treat it and i'll tell you what i philly was actually pretty good i think it's gotten to the point now where the whole roman thing like you know everybody's gonna boo him now but they were they were pretty good with the whole show i had no opinion. complaints and that city was just so jazzed up by by their big football game uh, yeah i think i think that was yeah they had that on the horizon too so they had many I mean, to look uh, many things to look forward to we all heard the fuck tom brady chants going oh, yeah. on in the, in exactly. the stadium it was awesome yeah so even Shinsuke, i would say it's awesome and uh should he end up facing aj that's the plan apparently uh i'm trying to stay out of the uh the uh spoilers and like the backstage kind of things now because especially around WrestleMania season because I want it to be exciting and I need to do that in general but it's hard sometimes <laughs> because of all the pages I follow but uh, yeah him and AJ they uh, if it gets to that which it probably will that is going to be a quote unquote phenomenal phenomenal match. yeah five star maybe even uh, a six star and it's been you know they've done it before they did it at New Japan's uh, big thing they have the Wrestle Kingdom Oh yeah, popped through that speaker's real good. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, it was a great match. Uh, but now you're coming to the big, yeah, the, the, the granddaddy of them all. I don't know. Vince might not like that because that makes it sound old. You know that's why they stopped putting numbers on WrestleMania, right? I did not. You know, after WrestleMania 30, they didn't say WrestleMania 31, 32, because yep. he thinks it makes it sound old. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want. It. I'm not surprised. He's old. Right. Yeah, a little outdated, right? But he keeps us entertained, and I don't care what anybody says. I enjoy the product. Giant fan of his. There is, a, well, we wouldn't have it without him. I mean, not at least to this level, guaranteed, guaranteed. Yeah. But greatest promoter that's ever, ever lived. No question. And I, anybody wants to argue that, I mean, you don't have to talk to me. You can just check his track record. Not a great story writer. Not always. Great promoter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that should be a good match. And, of course, the historic women's rumble, which was surprisingly amazing. I remember we were so fired up when the men's rumble comes on number three out, right. of, out of five matches or right. six matches, whatever six, it was. Yeah. And we're like, they cannot put the women's. And I, why we were doubting that, I don't know, because it's the first one ever. But it, may, it turned out to be. For sure, great. Let, let's elaborate on that real quick. We're not, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, not being sexist no, here, not at all. But when it comes to WWE, it's about drawing power. It's about who puts the butts in the seats. For twenty years, the thirty man over, well, forty for a year or two, right? The 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 men's Royal Rumble over the top was the anchor of the pay per view, 
and that's what we grew up on. So right. we're not being sexist or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we that's what we wanted to anchor the show. So we had an epic three way, a fatal three way. I mean, right. before the match started, Triple we were threat. thinking, yeah, no, right, I'm <laughs> a fatal three-way. What an idiot. You can, uh, you can start your own company. You can call it <laughs> that so you can be original. We, um, yeah, the, before the match started, we thought there was going to be an epic, um, god damn it. Triple threat. Triple threat. <laughs> and, you know, we wanted the the Royal Rumble, the men's Royal Rumble to be after that. So it's like, we, we weren't being sexist or anything. We just wanted the show to be anchored with the men's role. Because, the, you know, the women are amazing. Like, the, this may be one of the best rosters. The revolution slash evolution has been fun and entertaining, to say the least. And the talent is good right. now. But they do fumble from time to time. They don't always get the best reactions. Well, they didn't have... I, we didn't think, and they didn't, have 30 people that they could put in right. a fucking Rumble match. And that that's, to me, that's the only issue I have... And future rumbles because you can't always rely on the people to the the ones that they called back. I want, I'm not going to say old timers for women. The the legends of the women's wrestling over the years. You can't. You're not going to be able to call them back all the, the time. The divas. Yeah, the divas. You're you're going to have to load up on the women's roster. Yeah. So, uh, but it was good. And Oscar, you know, that was. I don't think that was any surprise at all. No. I think the surprise was that she was the final two with Nikki Bella of all people. <laughs> Very surprising to me. I would have assumed it just come down to Oscar and Sasha or Oscar and Nia. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it was good. And then, uh, so Oscar has her moment, and I thought I. Didn't I really didn't like that they were having the winners choose their matches right then and there. I liked the surprise aspect, especially when you have two champions now on two different brands. You know, at least back then, before they made one title again for a brief uh, amount of time, the the winner of the Rumble would surprise the champion they're going to face and just blindside them or whatever it may be, and then you know be like, I'm facing you, WrestleMania. And, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I I like that more than just going up and interviewing Shinsuke. And so who do you want to face, AJ Styles or Brock Lesnar? Well, AJ had his match at that point. Brock hadn't had his. I wonder where he's going to go with that. So it took it away. I, I knew he was probably going to pick AJ, but um, he's actually wrestled Brock before, too, in New Japan. When, when Brock went to New Japan after WWE, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Young told me that recently. Yeah, I did not know that. Yep. Uh, so and then after, well, before Oscar can make her pick, you know, I don't give a damn. I'm a bad yeah. reputation. Joan Jett starts blaring, and we're like, "What's going on here?" And the people sh- in the stadium knew because her name was on the fucking. Right, Jumbotron. they screwed that up big. They time. did, but we couldn't see it. So right. like the crowd got all jacked up, and we're like, "Oh, this must be big news." Right, but there was like a ten second awkwardness that and you then and they I had together. And, right, and then there was like she came out. We're talking about Ronda Rousey here, everybody. Uh, Hot Ronda. She is uh, going to be in the WWE. If you didn't know that by now, and I am very stoked about that. I, it kills me too because the things that I see is. Uh, the, the big comment is, oh, she couldn't make it in the UFC, so now she's going to uh, go try to make it in fake fighting. Fake fighting. Oh, yeah. God, I wanted to head with that and, guy. And the thing I will always want to say is, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Brock Lesnar uh, lose his very first UFC fight to Frank Mir? He did. Uh, leg, leg submission. Yeah. So 
and the thing with Ronda is she won 13. She was 13-2 and two in the UFC, right? Uh, something similar to that, yeah. I mean, her two losses were her final two fights. Yeah, what, what, she, she was, revolutionized. And, you know, we're going back to that women's revolution. She's a part of that in sports. Yeah. Because nobody gave a shit about the women and the UFC. And then she came along and started kicking everybody's ass. Right. And she but, was the main event of a couple of pay-per-views. Yeah. That's how, that's because, how huge she was. Because what it comes back to, she was putting butts in the seats. She was selling out the arena. She was bringing in loads of money on the pay-per-views because everybody wanted to see... Fucking Rowdy Ronda kick somebody's ass. Yep. And I can't wait to see what she can do in WWE. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of thing. I, I really hope they don't give her that whole invincible kind of thing. Like, you know, making her just unstoppable. She's got to have a vulnerability at some point. Um, but she's and she's this close to Asuka. They can't. They can't do right. That. Exactly. And, and she's announced that she's. Full fledged. I mean, it was. They must. Have, there must have been some kind of deal with her with the news outlets to not because she did an interview before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and then it came out afterwards uh, about the breaking news of her signing. She's full on. Yeah. What was weird is uh, Michael Cole when she came out. Cole said the rumors are true. I'm like I didn't fucking hear one of them. It had been in the air. I it, mean, I said it, but I didn't hear anything about it. It'd be like, oh, it'd be, ever, ever it'd be since, great if Ronda's during Ronda's hiatus from the UFC that she decides to leave them and come over well, here. Well, that's with us. what it was: is the the hiatus that she took that that was uh, the uh, that that was like the uh, lure for her to go to WWE. Yeah, and I mean, she's been a lifelong fan, and obviously. She got a, She had a close relationship with Roddy Piper. That was actually his jacket. Oh, you could tell it was that two uh, sizes too his, large for her. His son had given to her before then. Yeah, and she. There's a cool video of her giving it back to him. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, and she, yeah, she's she's full on now. So I hope, I hope she wears a kilt <laughs> with uh, with no spanks. No spanks. No spanks. I don't know if they can get away with that in the PG era. <laughs> So we'll uh, no, see how if that they, goes. If they ble- if they have to bleep out Brock and uh, Braun cussing at each other on an effing paper, that video. was amazing. Definitely, I, I think he told him to slow the fuck down. Slow the fuck down, yeah, because Braun gave a pretty stiff knee, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of surprised that Brock was a, a f- offended by that. I guess I don't I don't know what the big deal was because Brock is the stiffest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm not sure where the knee landed, but Brock's got that stomach problem that. I, I don't know if Braun got close to it or whatever, but that's, I mean... I thought he kneed him in the head. Well, I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure he kneed him in the head, and then Brock just gave him a fist right to I the remember side of the, the I remember the fist to the ear. I remember that. But, but hey, Braun took it like a champ and got right back up and right. started kicking. That's another guy, too. He is just, he, he is red. No, he, he's white hot. Yeah. There ain't a crowd that that guy goes in front of that they're not cheering for him or... You know, doing the brawn thing when he throws his arms up. I mean, that dude is just... I've never seen anybody jump into the main scene like he has after practically being a background yeah. prop for the Wyatts when, he, when they first debuted him. He never had any NXT TV time. We talked about this. That was unbelievable news to me. And then they just kind of introduce him and, you know, he's this monster for the Wyatts and he's just, again, just kind of like a, a in the background, whatever. And uh, then they split everything up. They do the draft, and this dude just becomes a star from the get go. Yeah, and uh, 
the next next big man, dominant big man mm-hmm. in the WWE, and hopefully for a long time because I love watching him. I don't get tired of him at all. I'm a fan. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan yet, but you know this about me. People people kind of got to, I don't know, um, I guess prove. I don't know. They got to be around for a little while. I want guys to pay their dues before they get their time. I get that. I, I get suppose that. is the best way I can. I, I was could just say it. I, the thing that attracted to me was again just how quick he adapted and just seemed like an absolute natural. Like like he's been doing this for years. Well, I'm the same. I'm the same way as most most people are when they the reason they like the reason people myself included like things like him or uh, superstar football players is because you like watching people do things that you cannot do. Right, yeah. And I cannot be six foot six or whatever he is and 400 pounds, 385 pounds. He's 6'9". Whatever he is, I can't be it. And I cannot bench press um, you know, somebody up over my head and, and do a running power slam to most people <laughs> I come in contact with. Other than your son. <laughs> yeah, definitely can do it to him. He's been 26 pounds for um, like a year and a half, so easy for me to do that to him. Right. And that's why we like watching people like him. We like watching people like Cena because we don't have eight-pack abs. I and, think uh, just the whole aspect of these people just seem larger than life. Uh, that's uh, that's a that's perfect what's way attra- to put it. That's what's attracted me since I was Colton before Colton's age, right? yeah. Kale's age, uh, running on three, and uh, it's just these guys are just larger than life characters, and they're so athletic, and the uh, the fighting aspect just not really well fighting, but you know, uh, choreographed. Uh, what what would you call that? Choreographed. Uh, simulated fights. Uh huh. Oh, we got a spider attack. I got him. He's gone. He gone. Uh, I apologize. That was um, that was fear. That was fearful. Um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to say real quick about Stone Cold. The reason why he is often regarded as the, you know, uh, one of the greatest, the the the, the guy greatest who, superstar ever. Yeah, the guy who got over quicker and on both sides of the heel face fence was because we enjoyed watching someone do what we could not do, which was tell our bosses or in our case our Shut mother it. our mother and father, Suck you, I'm gonna do whatever I want to. Right, and then kick ass and just be a badass at the same <laughs> time, you know, uh, redneck. I wanted to drink Beer, yeah. I wanted to drink beer Let's, and flip people off because of Stone Cold. We got to save this just because of what we mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. We, we can, you know, we can talk about attitude error for a while, but we'll save this for the whatever we have in talks. So, Agreed. Yeah. So because I could go on it forever. Um, you got any uh, WrestleMania predictions? I do not. Matches? Nothing. Nope. Not yet. Nothing. Too far away. Yeah. For me. Uh. I, you know what what intrigues me the most, and I guess it'll we'll see once the closer it gets to uh, WrestleMania is if this potential Shinsuke and AJ match. I don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I want to win because I enjoy both. Yeah, twenty seventeen was such a great year for AJ that I don't know. I would I would um, I would say I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to win either. And uh, I like what they're doing with Elias and John Cena. I'm a big fan of... I love him. WWE stands for Walk Who, With Elias. Yeah. Who wants to walk with Elias? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. and I don't I, want him to beat Cena, though. I Let's think, just make that clear. It, it looks like they're they're 
going towards that. Yeah. And uh, I like it a lot because that, that'll, that'll be big for him in the long run, whether I, he wins or loses. I do want John Cena to shave his head, though. <laughs> I think that's getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's about all that's going on with WWE right now. I mean, the Royal Rumble, that's been my favorite pay-per-view since I can remember. Yeah. Know, realizing what it is. I mean, that's... If I'm sitting and watching the network and I don't really know what I want to watch, like I just want to watch it because there's nothing on TV. Rumble 92. Rumble. That one, I mean, any of them. I mean, uh, uh, any of the ones that Austin won, which is three, so you got three great ones to choose from. Yeah. Uh, they're all spectacular in my opinion. So uh, that's about You got anything else for that? Nope. No? Okay. So we're going to go into music now. Uh because we have a top five coming up that is, I can't wait to discuss. Uh, for anybody that's listening, we do these top five segments. Uh, we'll throw a topic out there, and we'll say, "Give us your top five, whatever." Last week we did it for the first, not last week. I, God, I got to get used to that. Last episode, last show, right there you go. We uh, did a top five of the future NFL stars. And then we did our ACDC episode, our top five ACDC songs, which was a great one. Both top fives were yeah. so great last episode. This week, we did this episode uh, is for top five underrated artists, which we will get to, and I'll talk about a little more. And we had some great responses for that, too. Uh, I got a good one next week that we'll discuss at the end after we do this, but... Uh, Let's talk about some new music. I think the biggest one would be Mr. Timberlake's new album. How do you feel? I cannot. And, and before we alienate anybody that thinks that we're, you know, that like takes away any validity we have, we're we are self admitted huge Justin Timberlake fans. We don't hate any type of music. This guy has it going on. He, man, he's he's just fantastic. Man, oh man, does he ever? Yeah, this album is straight. Fire. Yeah. Straight up fire. There's not <laughs> there is not a bad song on the Blows album. Blows us away. Man, unbelievable. I love it. I think it was great. Yeah. I, what I love about him and what I love about a lot of artists, especially if they come out today, is how they can have this somewhat retro sound, but make it sound very present tense. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, uh, let me pick a song or that. Uh, Man, I'll, I'll go with Man, Man of, the, of Woods. the Woods. That is such a retro sounding song. I, I, like, I'm thinking like maybe a uh, uh, little bit of a Motown vibe, kind of. Uh, I think it's Motown meets '80s, bro. Yeah, and, and and but but he makes it sound like it's something that's that's fresh today, and it is really. That's what's great about him. Yeah, is he's got seven thousand different music styles. He can make a music soundtrack for. A, a DreamWorks cartoon, right. Trolls, and but you still know it's Justin Timberlake. Here's yep. how much you can know it's still Justin Timberlake. He he's got seven thousand different music styles, but if you play a Justin Timberlake song, my son calls it Branch. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's Branch. Oh, yeah. that's Branch. Yeah, that's I, unbelievable. I've heard two people. I'm not going to say names, but I've heard two people say that they don't like Man of the Woods as much as some of the other albums because it has too many different musical styles on it. Like, that's what's fantastic about it. Oh, dude, and you, apparently they're all Justin Timberlake songs. What that tells me is they haven't really dug into his previous things because he's done that on every single album he's the, done. Especially the 2020 experience. And, you know, I, it's hard for me because I'm so big on part one. Yeah. I, I, 
I put them together, but they're really two separate albums. I mean, right. Yeah. That two disc. Part one is like, I could listen to that all day. Yeah. And Man of the Woods is right there yeah. with it. Yeah. Uh, every, I agree. Uh, what, what's like your top, like what's the song you're hooked on on that right now? On the newest one? Mm-hmm. Man of the Woods. Man of the Woods. Yeah. yeah. Know, it's kind of, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I know it's cliche to like the, 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 the title track, but I mean, I heard it. What, 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 what had happened was. Well, what had happened was. We turned, when it dropped, we were working, we get access to YouTube all day long. So on one of the computers, we just, I searched uh, the album on YouTube it was already uploaded, so I just flipped it on, and you know it's the third song. Yeah, he I mean, puts it on there. I, most artists put them on yeah, there like, as soon as the album drops, right? And, and that was pretty cool. And we listened to it, and Man of the Woods came on. Well, we have to listen to it in the background of a computer, so I didn't know the the title of the the, the track that was currently playing, but it started playing. I was like, "All right, this is a little funky," and then I realized, "Oh, this is the title track." Yeah, and I I don't know, I just love it. Yeah, that. Uh that's that man it's it's hard to pick one i'm I, you know i'm i'm really keen on say something as weird as that sounds i know that i don't like, think it's weird uh like that song is just him and him and stapleton just fucking killed it on that i i was hoping for maybe like a little more guitar work from stapleton but uh they they sing great together and uh the song in general is just fantastic. I do apologize. Man of the Woods is the fourth track. We did not listen to Filthy because we had listened to it 7,000 oh, okay. times. But see, before. you know what, though? I still, Filthy still oh, gets me. It's still me. great. God, I still love great. that song. I'm a big fan of Midnight Summer Jam and Sauce. Uh, all of it. Let's just say this. The whole album is just fantastic. I'm a big fan of Higher, Higher, Wave, Supplies, Morning Light, Say higher, Something. Higher, Higher is good. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to list them all. I like Montana and Breeze <laughs> Off the Pond. Breeze Off the Pond's really it, good. Did you listen closely to the last song, Young Man? I mean, I guess as closely as the rest of them. It's, it's, uh, uh you can hear it clearly. It's about his son. It's a, that was a pretty cool song that kind of, kind of yanked on the old heart a little bit, you it's, know. Being it's a, home for a dad. Yes, exactly. I mean, it kind of, that's one thing I think that people gravitate towards music is, especially me. As much as I love music and play music, I'm terrible at expressing in that form. But somehow, other people seem to do it for me. <laughs> right. And uh, if I were to ever write a song for uh, Colton, that would be pretty damn close to it. I'm not saying I could write that song, but that that kind of that was like that like that would be a song I would tell him. Keep this in mind. This is from me to you. If I yeah. ever can't express to you enough how much I love you. Yeah. So sweet child of mine. Yeah. For I Kale, uh, I tell him that I sing it to him sometimes. Uh, albeit very poorly, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, real quick, the uh, song that kind of hits home for me the most is "Flannel." Um, you know, big fan of flannel over here. My wife wears it some. We uh, <laughs> we dress kale in it sometimes too. We like it over here. Keeps us warm when it's a uh, when it's a little all to me outside. I got my button ups, man. Yep, shit's fine. Uh, that one, I, I like that one a lot too. I'm not hooked on it. I don't flip it on first because it's a little bit slower but you know that's her that like does the intro the hers or whatever it is or hint the interlude yeah the interlude that's that's, that's jessica yeah i did not know especially that. In, at the end of filthy too no uh, yeah that's her yep. i did not know that's hot that's that so yeah. hot great album and he put on a fantastic i don't care what anybody says his halftime show was amazing 
I'm tired of everybody saying, oh, he just, you know, he's just phoning in the singing. Like, it's, yeah, he's got backing tracks, but you could clearly tell that he was singing. A, because every song that he performed, that's not the album The album version. version. Right. He does that on purpose. He does that in his shows. And you could obviously tell he was singing. And what a moment for that kid. To, sure. Like, I mean... He had a Philly jersey on, and yeah. I would think that, at least to me, the bigger moment would be, hey, I just got a selfie with Justin Timberlake. Right. <laughs> did you hear the story about that? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I have to go rewatch the whole Super Bowl. That's uh, just something I do every year. I know. You're going to stomach that? I know. I know. Fortunately, I know the outcome, so I kind of know it going in. Yeah. Um, but i got to go rewatch it, and I really have to watch the halftime show again because I was so bent out of shape going, in going the halftime. into halftime that the Patriots were, the defense was doing what they were doing. So I didn't give it as much attention as I should have. And I usually don't for the halftime show. I was really excited about the halftime show. And had the, had the halftime been the way I wanted it to, I sat down and watched every second. But I couldn't focus. I was kind of in a different room just with my own thoughts, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got it in my DVR. I will watch it soon. And then uh, some other newer music. Uh, Perfect Circle put out a new song the other day again. Yep. Called Talk Talk. Mm-hmm. Probably my favorite one they've done so far out of the three. Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah. Did you hear it? Uh-huh. Do you like it? I did. Yeah. yeah I would agree that it's yeah. it's probably the best I, one. I like when they do use more guitar work and that had a lot of heavy yes, guitar in it. Yes, yes, yes. It was really good. That's straight them. And I can't wait for that album, too. That's... There's so much going to happen in the next few months, music-wise. Like, um, for me, the big three, March 9th, Miles Kennedy's solo record comes out. Have you heard anything from that? Just the... Year of the Tiger. Just the Year of the Tiger. You ever heard the other one he's got out? I have oh, not. Oh, my God. It, I have it, not. It, it, the vibe I get, it makes me think of, like, Led Zeppelin three, Like, when they went acoustic and had their blues and country-ish type feel. So good. That's impressive. Very good. Uh, and then a week after that is STP's new album, which I'm very much looking forward to. They have two bangers out right now that I love, mm-hmm. especially the Roll Me Over one. That song is that takes me back quite a bit. And um, and then uh, and I actually I have a topic to bounce off of that when we get to it. Uh, and then the other band, Perfect Circles, in April <laughs> comes out on 420. Hmm. Hitler's birthday. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where I was getting at with the 420. <laughs> that's why the album's so spacey. <laughs> right. Or at least what we've heard so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, so I can kind of bounce that. One thing that came out to me, I think I talked about this a lot of people was at work, was the uh, the little three-song EP that Mike Shinoda, the rapper from Lincoln Park, put out, which is I enjoy a lot. Not heard a bit. It, I, I heard Derek talking about it. I think with you a little bit. He he he. he it's most it's mostly rapping and stuff like that. I mean, uh, it's it's got some melodies and stuff in in that and uh, little you know like actual choruses you sing along to. But man, it's it's good, and it's uh, very uh, very uh, deep, like and dark because he's obviously every song is about Chester. Does it sound like Lincoln Park? No, that's what's cool. That's about good. It. Yeah. Um, 
it sounds it's really good and that that kind of leads me same thing with stp and kind of what i want to talk about here uh is about bands who singers have died we kind of talked about that last episode with acdc yeah um bands that can somehow is there any like to me because mike shinoda came out and said that lincoln park will eventually continue Mm mm-hmm and in a way, I'm not saying that like just like they were great in the sense, but I, something about the Chester being that other voice. I mean, unless they can find somebody that can really belt them out, I don't. I don't see them being sounding the same. And I know, you're yeah. not, I know you're not a big fan, but to me, like, like he is that voice. Like he's the voice that everybody. And I don't know. It, it's weird to say because I could say the same thing about STP. Scott Weiland, I mean, he's, I'm not saying that these guys are replaceable, uh, but they found a guy who just fits great with them. He's not a name, big name anyways, and that's what I like. I don't like when people go and get big names to fill voids thinking that that's going to make Axel them. Axel DC? Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Um, but the, the STP, this guy, Jeff Gudd, he's amazing. He sounds great. He sounds like Scott in a way yeah um but i don't know what say like to me like and, and it's weird because my favorite band allison chains <laughs> right lane is absolutely not replaceable but they found a guy who fit well and the last year they're working on a third one but their last two albums they've done with him are just phenomenal some of my favorite allison chain songs in general yeah i think they're those. as good as they were they have a different sound yeah, it's a little heavier, it's a little deeper, right. like like yeah. darker in a way. And Which is odd. <laughs> right, right, considering what they've done before, but I, I don't know, like, to, like that, it's weird to say. I would never say, like back then I would probably say, well, they're probably done because nobody can sing like Lane, but yeah. they found a guy, William Duvall, who wasn't a name, a, a, he wasn't a brand, and he's fit in perfectly well he sings lane's parts great agreed but i think with them and the same probably maybe the same thing with uh stp as well is that those singers were not the band like jerry wrote all the music for alice in chains right the DeLeo brothers wrote all the music for the most part in, in stp um so it's, it's like it's the band that's still there it's their band yeah but like with lincoln park you only there's two people that you think about you think of Mike, and you think of Chester. Until you delve into it, you, not necessarily do you know that there are more than two people in the band. I listen to them frequently, and I can't tell you, honestly, the name of any other guys. Sure. At all. As much as I don't care for their music, I don't think they're bad. It's just not for me. That's what I'll say. Right. They, Those two have had, sorry... Those two had a chemistry right. that was different. I, you know, I don't necessarily like the style of the rapping, and I don't necessarily like the style that Chester sang in. But they fit it each fit. other. Yes, they obviously fit each other. People were buying it and enjoying yeah. it, and uh, like, like to me, that would be like for me. And I'm hoping this doesn't happen because it's the only he's the only one left. Uh, like Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder, if he were to go. You can't replace that. Mm-hmm. Pearl Jam would not be Pearl Jam, and not nothing against the guys because it's not his band. He came in at the end. Yeah, but that void, like, 
you know, Soundgarden. Chris yeah. Cornell's gone. Soundgarden's not gonna. You can't. You can't find somebody to replace that. Absolutely not. And that would be almost in a way. And this is kind of. It's almost like a uh, contradictory thing because a lot of those voices are the all-time greats in like rock music. But like, if James Hetfield were to pass, there's no Metallica without James mm-hmm. because you can't replace that style. Like, it, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, but like I said, we've we, you know ACDC made it happen. But back then, it was a little different. But again, it was the brothers' band. Yeah. Um, they found somebody that meshed well with them, and Bond wasn't necessarily. I think he's more famous now than he probably was back then. I think so. I think so. So, it, it, it's 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 weird to say, but uh, what's cool about that part of ACDC is that I know I can I can name five people off the top of my head who did not know that there were two different lead singers for ACDC. Yeah, obviously, people who listen to music can differentiate between Brian and Bon. But there's some people who I, could not. When I was a kid. I I did I, not. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember when, but my dad told me that Brian wasn't always, you know, I was listening to Back in Black and Razor's Edge, like, very frequently. And when my dad was like, you know, hey, uh, there's some other albums that are probably a little bit better than that, and it wasn't Brian Johnson. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, that... that that that's kind of a that came out around the time that he really, that Mike Shinoda talking about the League of Party thing saying that they would continue eventually. I we'll see. I guess I uh, I have a little soft spot for Chester just because of when I when he was when he was singing for Circle yeah. Pilots. Yeah, and, this is a killer story. And uh, I got to sing Plush with him, their biggest song that they've ever done, and I got to sing Plush with him. I mean, that was amazing. Uh, my favorite, by far, my favorite concert moment ever. You know, and I met the band too, got their autographs and all that kind of stuff, got pictures with them and everything. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I, to- I told you today I had, I had something funny to tell you. Uh, I'm going to ask this question. Well, okay, I, okay so uh, here lately, it, it, I've only noticed this recently since I started working with One Stop, is, you know, because some of the trucks don't have phone hookups to listen to music whatever so you're forced <laughs> to listen to radio is when i'm listening to 92.5 and for anybody that doesn't know what that is that's the fox they are a classic rock station <laughs> is how i've been hearing these 90s bands that i love so much on there now and i'm talking i hear man in the box from Alice in chains i hear foo, foo fighters. fighters i mean come on <laughs> they don't even sound like that no and i hear the, the the weirdest one for me up until this week, the the this topic that I'm getting to is songs that are played on unlikely stations, or unlikely songs played on stations that the, just don't seem to fit. Mm-hmm. The weirdest one for me, and I thought it was kind of a, uh, I, I don't know if ironic or, uh, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, it's kind of a made up word in a sense, but... Uh, the weirdest one for me was that I heard Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit on a classic rock station. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, Smells Like Teen Spirit. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, that, it, it made no sense to me at all. Uh, before I tell you my topper for that, is there one for you in that sense? 
not not that I can think of. I might I might think. I'm of talking any time, not necessarily just a rock station, but you mm-hmm. know, any kind of country station or. The yeah. the only thing that comes to mind would be that uh, all summer long by Kid Rock, you would hear it yeah. on fucking yeah. like every. It was on pop. It was on country. It was on rock. Right. It was on every every damn station when it came out. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind. So, I've I've, and I've heard it twice this week, and there was a weird one too. Not really weird. I, I mean, I can understand it in a sense, but uh, Zach Brown bands "Heavy as the Head" with Chris Cornell. Oh god damn! What a great song. EBN plays that all the time. Uh huh. And it's on country stations too. Yeah, yeah. So here's my topper. Okay. Okay. I was listening to EBN. It was probably about three o'clock or so. So Shroom was running his show, and a Chris Stapleton song. Came on WEBN, Midnight Train to Memphis. Are you shitting me? No, no. I I wish now that I would have taken a picture of it to show you, but I. Chris Stapleton was played on WEBN. Granted, that's probably his most rocking song that he has, and I can understand why. But it was very very strange to see, and maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of contradictory because they play Leonard Skinner often. And, and you know Leonard Skinner's branded Southern rock, but that all that is is just country rock. Rock, rock, yeah. <laughs> Eagles, same way. Yeah, yeah. Chris Stapleton, I heard on uh, WEBN. You could have given me ten guesses and five clues, and I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> Even if I said he sang with Justin Timberlake. Okay, yeah, I think I could probably <laughs> narrowed it down. My yeah. first guess would have been Joey Fatone, though. Joey Fatone. Oh, I gotcha. I was like, well, who? See see how irrelevant? That was another thing, too. I'm going to take that back real quick to the halftime show. You know how many posts I've seen of people saying, oh, I hope NSYNC, NSYNC comes... gets back together. Why? Why would you want NSYNC? Like, I get it. It's a nostalgia thing, but he don't need them. Nah. All they were... Never did. They were holding up his fucking... Uh, his parach- puppet arms? Parachute pants that he was wearing in the Bye 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 video. That's all they were doing. Yeah, he don't need those guys. He's far better off without them. I don't know what any of the other ones doing. Joey Fatone has a cheeseburger stand called Fat Ones. Well, that spelled, makes sense because he's fat. Yeah, spelled just like his name though. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Fat Ones, hysterical. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we don't we don't we don't know because they're not around and they are irrelevant. So affirmative. Yeah, so uh, now we are going to get into our top five segment. Been looking forward to this all day. Yes. And again, for anybody that uh, you've had to have seen the post by now, if you're listening to this podcast, our top five underrated artists. Uh, I said everybody can take this how they want to as far as underrated. we got some good ones on here that I... I don't know, I'm, nothing's a wrong answer. There is one wrong answer. I don't know if you saw any of those posts. I did, and I I didn't spend a whole lot of time racking my brain, but I racked my brain for probably two or three minutes, and I could not figure out why there was a wrong answer. I'll, I'll explain but why. as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like... Yeah, so the way, the way that I took this was um, underrated to me would be bands... That uh, have a that have been around for a little while, a little while, 
have a good enough following, uh, sold a decent amount of records, but they they don't seem to get the praise from mainstream music outlets, maybe radio, that they probably should, or even get recognition from uh, well, hell, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of mine should absolutely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they are not, and it's it's upsetting uh, sometimes to think about because when I think of other bands that got in and this will this will go into another uh, probably the next episode man we had 18 comments I mean that's back and forth banter between us and the people who commented but uh, we got some good ones on here I can't wait to read these so uh, I took it as that like in the sense that they like they're regarded amongst like their peers and all that kind of stuff but they just don't seem to get recognition from the mainstream outlets that they should, in my opinion. Okay. So that's how I took it. And they have uh, all these bands that I'm going to list have a following. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd probably sell out any show that they ever do. Um, so if you want to go ahead and do yours, how did you, how did you uh, take this one? Basically what you said... Uh, except for maybe, uh, I don't know a whole lot about the behind the scenes music things that you do. Um, so I don't know necessarily if my lists are going to have, I guess, respect from their peers or whatever. Um, but I know that, I know that all five of my musical artists, uh, I don't know if they are going to, well, I know that they all have a following that i do know what i don't know is if they have the respect from their peers or even if i don't know um i'm looking at them i would say that i would say that maybe two of them even have a an inkling of a chance at making it into the rock hall of fame um i know that I'm not going to elaborate on it because of what you've already said. We'll get into it another time. But I know that there are a boatload of people who are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame who maybe don't deserve to be there. Or maybe they're in, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe they deserve to be in, in a, a Hall of Fame of music. Um, and I know... <laughs> I know that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has become, but it shouldn't be because it's, for fuck's sake, called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's like there there are acts in there, not going to elaborate on them, who they are, but there are acts in there, and you're like, they have not done one rock and roll thing in their entire musical career. But albeit, um, that's kind of where I went with it. Uh, I I didn't I didn't have any thoughts of maybe like oh these guys should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they're not that's I didn't do it that way so with that being said oh and I I went with um, I'm glad that you are going to have I'm glad you are going to have a lot of bands who were I guess been around for a long time because a lot of mine are I don't know I guess younger and not been around for super long and not going to have a lot of people like beating down the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. for 
Well, that seems to be advocation. There was a lot of there was a lot of new answers on here. I can't wait to run through mine just because of some of uh, some of other answers that I have, especially for my kinfolk. Um, okay, so I went with. Well, hold on. Go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Real quick, if anybody wants to know why I was very quiet during that whole time, I had a bathroom break that I had to attend to, so I instructed him to just keep rolling. I don't know what he said. Hopefully, it was good. I think it was. I think I did the best I could. It was very <laughs> awkward talking to myself, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tried to listen, but it was. I was so focused on getting the piss out real quick, so yeah, I didn't yeah. get out. All right, so uh, go ahead. I'm, Are you rolling? Least, I have least to most, or did that matter? I have no. I, I, you'll know why when I'm done. I have no particular order. Um, I'm looking at them. I'm pretty sure they're all going to be different genres. As odd as that might be, from and that's fine. People who I, are like we are, unfortunately, more towards classic rock and well, like, that's that's what mine ended up being. Other than a few people, is uh, I had mostly rock things because as as weird as this sounds, and and when it comes to other genres, and maybe my mind will change when I hear yours, uh-huh. but I was trying to th- I was racking my brain on like underrated pop artists, underrated. Uh, you know, rapper or something, something other than genre from rock. But to me, it's like either those people make it big and have legit cause to, or they just don't. Yeah. Or they're a one-hit wonder and they're gone. Right. Well, pop's difficult, too, because it's just that, popular music. Right. There's a, a shitload of people in the country and the world, really, who who follow them and like them. Right. So pop, pop music's really hard. And I, yeah. I guess I would have one... That would qualify as pop. Maybe a second one. Well, but go ahead and read are you one. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I'm been so excited for this today. No particular order because I feel like I, it would have been impossible to put five different genres in, in an order. So we're going to uh, give like a quick like description uh, or a reason as to why you think they're underrated, something like that. We're going to read our top fives, read the comments on our posts. And then we'll do our honorable mentions, especially because mine's a segue. I have a segue for one of my honorable mentions, so. Okay, no problem at all. Yeah. Number one, actually, I'm not going to say that. So the first one, the first one I'm going to say, I feel like doesn't need any uh, explanation. Nickelback. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you and I know we're, we're avid fans of them. We've seen them in concert, and they really rock your nuts off. We talked about it on um, the the. The podcast, uh, the 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 last podcast, they're um, for whatever reason they garner all that hate. What do you do? You, I know you said no description, but do you say underrated because of that reason? Yeah, I okay. mean, it's like you you hear. I'm gonna say it's like seventy five to twenty five people. Seventy five percent of the people are like, oh, they're they're trash. Fuck Nickelback, they suck. Right, <laughs> and you find like twenty five percent of the people who are like, yeah, okay, I, I dig Nickelback. Yeah, so like, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's a ridiculous percentage, and maybe it's just the area that we live in. But you know, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think they're t- they're just way better than people give them credit for. That's as blatantly as I can put it about them. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next one I'm going to talk about is Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Okay. She, if you do not know anything about Sarah, see, Bareilles, th- this is where I would have failed because I don't, I don't. Yeah, and she's not really considered pop. You know, she makes poppy music, in I guess in that style, maybe like, uh, like a adult contemporary kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, she's she's like basically not mainstream. You know, indie almost in a way. Yeah, sure. She she um, 
she's kind of uh, she's kind of a big name, but she has to play shows at the PNC Pavilion at at uh, right. What's it called? Uh, River Riverbend. Riverbend. She's she's got to play at the PNC and opening up. Yeah. So for for people who don't know who she is, check her out. She's a great artist. She doesn't I care. Yeah, exactly. That song right there, she made. Not, a lot of people think it's about you know a boyfriend or something like right, that. An ex. Yeah, it's it's about a record company. I'm she doesn't. Force her to be what she didn't exactly. Want to be. They a record company wanted her to make songs that she didn't want to make, and she said, "I'm not going to write you a love song." On top of that, um, she she is uh, she just got off her musical. Sorry, just got off Broadway. Just came to the Aronoff Center. I went and saw it. I'm not ashamed of it. I've seen her in concert, and I've seen her musical. And my wife is a big fan. She kind of turned me on to Sarah. And uh, I didn't want to go to the Little Black Dress tour a couple years ago when we yeah. went. Meg kind of dragged me there because um, who else would Meg go with? Right. Who, who else would she want to go with, right. I guess? And I went, and I had a fucking great time. And you know what? She got on stage... And she said a couple of F words, and it was fucking awesome. Hey, who cares? I didn't. I thought it was right. great. Okay, next one. Not going to spend too much time on any of them, hopefully. Next one I'm going to go with is a slasher. I mean that as in... Slash? Matchbox 20 slash Rob Thomas. Ooh. Okay? And I'm going to go with them because they had a pretty good run, yeah. I think, about you know, eight Killer years. Killer first album. Exactly. Killer. Yeah. They were they were big time, and then whatever I don't know if whatever happened with the band, if they broke up, and Rob wanted to go his separate ways or whatever, whatever it was, you don't hear much about them anymore. I know they still tour. I know Rob still tours solo, yeah, and he has some music that I hear at Kings Island and things like that. Right, and it's like I I've, I've downloaded all their music, and you turn you turn it on, and if you like that style of music at all, you. There's not really too many songs that are like that's trash. Get it out of here. Very underrated. Uh, oh my god. Very underrated guitar work. Yeah. Uh, their song "Bent," for sure. I, I, that's a great song. Yeah. I and, loved that song when I was a kid. And, and I still it, do, actually. Yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoy it. And um, I I told Meg uh, I don't know six months ago or so that I'd like to see him or them in concert. You know, you know what they are. To me is, uh, I mean, I I would listen to them at any given time, but it's like, say maybe you're out somewhere, out to eat, maybe about a bar or whatever it is, and someone plays one of their songs on the jukebox, and it's like, oh, well, this, oh my god, yeah. this, song, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they, I wanna push you around. That's what they remind. That's kind of the thing that they remind me of because of sure. So yeah, I would agree with that. One. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one is going to be somebody that I bet you haven't heard of. I know you have. When I say you, I mean our listeners. I know you have because we've seen them, and we may not have heard of them uh, before we saw them. Mm. Tyler Bryant okay. and The Shakedown. Oh, yes. Okay? If you don't know who they are, give them a try. They're on YouTube. They do a lot of overseas. Their, their, they do a, their album that they just put out last year. Uh, if I could get enough people to participate in it, if I did like a top five albums like of last year or something... Absolutely, it would be awesome. Yeah. It is killer. Man, they're they're so good. And they do a lot of overseas work because yeah. I, they just don't have a great following here for whatever right. reason. Yeah. They're southern rock. They have a little blues. bit they have a little bit of country, a little bit of blues, a little bit of rock. I, I tell you what though, they they got a little edge on them with this album. 
it's it's, it, it's bluesy. You can hear it, but they yeah. they got some edge on them. On I'm this a one. big I'm a big fan of theirs. It's, it's great. And uh, currently, if I if I don't know what I want to listen to, just type in Tyler Bryant. Let it roll. Cause he does yeah. a little solo work too. And then on top of that, you know, you get you get all those people you don't really hear of like Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown on your YouTube mix, and it right. just follows you know follows that kind of chain. That's that's a fantastic band. I like them a lot. Okay, last one. Little surprising. Well, we saw them with Guns N' Roses too. Remember they opened for them? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we we may not have heard of them. They, oh, I was big on them before then. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was not, but we saw them yeah. there, and uh, don't they have a? The drummer, somebody, or something like that. Uh, the guitar player is Brad Whitford from Aerosmith. Yeah, to yeah, son. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I remember that now. Okay, last one, fifth one. Is this like the big one? Eh, it's the most surprising one, okay. I guess. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure how to explain it, except for I think they could be like superstars. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to take their job writing music and singing music seriously, Ooh. the Lonely Island. Oh, really? I yes, <laughs> yes, because you can flip on any of their singles or any of their albums, and you can jam along but, and get excited about every single song that they play. The only the only disagreement I have is, that, is I wouldn't want them to be serious because that's what makes them them. Well. You're talking about talent-wise. Yeah, I'm, I I guess if they wanted to pursue, like not 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 being serious in their music, being serious in pushing their music. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like they 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 never they were serious for maybe like two years. You know, they put out like what two or three full hey, albums. Hey, they're great, dude. They're so great. I'll listen to them on the reg. Like, I know you not, turned me on to them like a couple not, years ago. Like not even listening to them in a comedy aspect like i enjoy the music at, that's what i'm talking about man and what they're great at like being funny in a song that kind of sounds serious right right <laughs> i mean and with all their songs with jt are my favorite ones oh, man no yeah, doubt i like that that's i would have never have the only reason i wouldn't have guessed that is because like I, i've never heard anybody that knows them well I, you know i guess that goes with underrated but I, anybody, exactly. I know what you're going to say, and that's why I went everybody with likes them. Yeah, but uh, I like that. That's, but you that's never hear about like you are the only. I've hung out. With I think a it's lot because of, of the comedy day. aspect that they're that it's not you know taken as quote unquote serious yeah. music. I've hung out with a lot of people in my day. I've been to a shitload of college parties. I've been to a shitload of house parties. I've been to a shitload of bars. I've been to a shitload of clubs. Yeah. I've never fucking heard one of their songs except in my own car, <laughs> your own car. And they're great. They're Man, great. I, so great. Yeah. The Lonely Island. The Lonely Island. Check them out. All right. I am <laughs> super horny to hear your list. All right. So uh, I am the, I'm, I'm not going to say a rock guru, but that's what I, that's what I, I follow. I, I would say you are, sir. Uh, so again, just to reiterate, I took it as bands that I don't think get enough recognition on the mainstream level that they should, whether it be uh, Radio Love, um, maybe maybe even, you know, a lot of these bands, I don't want to give it away, but a lot of these have followings overseas that they don't necessarily have here for whatever reason. And one of them's American, but a couple of them are 
semi-American, but one of them is, is from uh, England in general. But okay. they, they just have huge, massive followings. But again, they've not gotten much radio recognition. Um, Americans are stuck up. Yeah, we're weird. Um, and not any recognition by Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This first one, not not Hall of Fame worthy yet. They're not even technically um, eligible. But my first one, this, this I am listing as five to one. Like, my top five is, is in, like, who I think is the most underrated. Okay. So my number five would be Alter Bridge. I had a feeling. They are such an incredible band. For anybody that doesn't know who Alter Bridge is, it is the band from Creed with the absolute best singer out there today, Miles Kennedy, who I mentioned with his solo stuff. The dude can do anything. He can sing blues. He can sing hard rock. Alter Bridge is practically a, 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 a metal band in yeah. a sense. Uh, hard rock, I guess, would be a better term for it. Huge. They've sold out Wembley numerous times. Yeah. That's how big they are overseas. We've seen them multiple times. We just saw them last year, and they were killer. They put out albums that just kick your ass. Uh, riffs for days. Uh, beating drums that I mean, just like heart-pounding. And Miles has the voice of a god. Um, I mean, he's so... It's unfair that somebody has that voice. He's he's so regarded by the, by his peers. Like I mean, Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones played, and Jason Bonham played in a, in a played with him. I know those people. They weren't yeah Led Zeppelin. They weren't <laughs> going to call it Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but they were going to do something with him because I mean he's that regarded. If Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones come knocking at your door, want you to come sing for him. You must be doing something right. Oh show. I mean. That, that band is just phenomenal. If you've not checked out anything from Alter Bridge, get on it because they're killer, vastly underrated. They don't get as much uh, radio airplay as they probably deserve, but they have some killer songs. Whether you want to sing along, you want to fucking get your ass kicked, they got a, a song for all of it. Uh, number four would be Iron Maiden. Had a feeling when your explanations, yeah. Um, probably the biggest band as far as their following goes in the world uh, yeah and Mm -hmm. and and like their album sales i mean with minimal radio play i mean they had mtv play back in the day still not in the hall of fame i don't get it yeah i don't get it um i'm not going to mention names because i want to drop our our topic for next episode when we're done with this but uh some bands that i don't think i mentioned it I don't want to say have a place that don't have a place in the Rock Hall, but they don't deserve it right now amongst other people. I mentioned it while you were taking a piss. There are bands in who don't deserve it, and there are bands who are in that you think they haven't done a rock and roll thing in their life. Right. I Yeah, the Rock Hall is broader. So that's Iron Maiden. I don't think I need to say much more about them because... You ask anybody in the rock metal world, and they're going to tell you that Iron Maiden had some sort of influence, or that it was something they listened to when they were younger. Uh, my next one, I probably should have done a little more research on this. I don't think they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either. It's Thin Lizzy, Blanken. I don't think they are. Boys I'll, and ba- Boys are back in town. I'll, Cowboy I'll song. I'll look it up while you're talking. Go ahead. Uh, jailbreak. 
I mean, they made uh, uh, bad reputation. They're well, not not the Joan Jett song, but uh, man, t- talking about killer albums, regarded amongst many many in the rock uh, community. I mean, one of Metallica's biggest influences. Um, huge following. They are not. Yeah. In fact, it's, if it's, you search Thin Lizzy Hall of Fame on uh, that's that famous searching um, engine, the first hit you will get is not in Hall of Fame dot com and Thin Lizzy's on there. Yeah. It, it, it's a crime that they are not in there. Um, I love listening to them. Other than their uh, Jailbreak album, they have some killer, killer music. Great guitar work. Phil Lennett, who was like Jimi Hendrix on bass. I mean, a black Irish guy that played bass who was the lead singer. Come on. You, you can't make that up. <laughs> you can't. It existed. Uh, and they're they're great and uh, very, very underwhelmed as far as the uh, recognition goes that they deserve. Uh, my next one you may not ring a bell for hardly anybody, but again, I like to dig deep, is a band called King's X. Mm-hmm. Okay. A trio. Uh, not sure. I think Texas. Out of Texas. Uh, again, another another uh, African-American front man who played bass. Uh, and they are just phenomenal. Uh, songs that somebody might know from them. Uh, a song called Summerland. Uh they had this one album in the 90s. It was called uh, Dog Man, and that album is just... It's, it's one of my favorite albums to listen to ever. Like, ever, of anybody. Killer guitar work. I mean, it's heavy. Uh, great. Just great music all around. They have they have great songs throughout their career, but that would be a band. And again, uh, Richie Blackmore, guitarist from Deep Purple, he has himself has stated that, uh, that that's one of the best bands he's ever heard in his life. And uh, another band that deserves to be in the Rock Hall. Eventually, they're not a name that everybody knows, but they were there in the midst of like you know, '80s and '90s, and, and making killer music that just went completely unnoticed for the most part. Um, and then my last one here it goes along with they some have a shitload of albums. Yes, they do. That is excellent. The majority of which are amazing. Um. Next one here, this is kind of a, uh, and when we get to reading everybody's answers, this is kind of a thing in the Chandley name. <laughs> if your last name is Chandley and you ha- listen to rock music at all, this band sticks with you. It has a prominence, and to me, the most underrated... Uh, artist ever rock whatever is bad company another band that is not in the rock and roll hall of fame mm-hmm. and it is an absolute shame a travesty they have hits after hits they their first four or five albums are just bangers just just all the way through not a bad song either of them and one of the best bands i guess the older bands that i've seen live Paul Rogers, without a doubt, is the most underrated vocalist ever. Because that guy, again, another one that's peers. Anybody will tell you Paul Rogers? I mean, he sang with Queen for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, this this dude, he don't even, A, he doesn't look like he aged, and B, 
he doesn't sound like he's aged ever. I saw him a couple years ago with my dad. Right, Father's Day. Oh my God, it wasn't on Father's Day, but Father's Day present. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I I couldn't believe how great he sounded still, and uh, so, but yeah, if your last name is Chanley and Bad Company song comes on the radio, if you're listening to radio or whatever, me shuffle on your music, whatever, and you turn the song, I'm gonna question your core values <laughs> because it's my dad's favorite band. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Scott's favorite band. When we get to this here. Uh, it's it's going to pop up a couple mm-hmm. more times mm-hmm. amongst Chanley names. That would be mine. I mean, uh, I don't I don't know why those guys are not in the Rock and Hall of Fame yet. I, yeah. I have no idea why, and it, it's 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 annoying when you think of other people that are in, and you're like, I don't know. We'll we'll get to it more next week. So uh, I'm going to read some of the responses here. We uh, first one here is from Ashley Crane. Oh, why did I exit out of that? I was trying. See, this sucks having to do that soundboard and then trying to do this. Um, now I got to get the post back up again. Do do do. So, anyways, uh, hey, thank you again, anybody that uh, posted on this. First of all, this was cool to read. I, I we love that you guys interact with us and uh, give us your responses for everything. It, it really does mean a lot, and we love reading them out too. So. Uh, here we go. Come on. Come on. We're almost there. That's what she said. All right. Here we go. Uh, no particular order. Uh, she put shine down. Uh, I can agree. There's no wrong answers here, by the way. Uh, to me, shine down is one of the biggest bands in the world right now. Uh, and they're played on the radio a lot and sell a lot of records. Um, Maybe underrated in the sense that their older music gets overlooked a lot, so I could see that in a way. Um, she has Crossfade, uh, which you don't hear much from anymore at all. Steel Panther, I don't know if you've ever listened to Steel Panther or know much about them. They are like the 80s metal come back to life, but in a goofy sense. You know, I, I had never even heard of them until I started working at One Stop. And a fellow by uh, the name of Mike Anderson was listening to him one day. Oh. And I was, you know, kind of like in passing, I was like, hey, who's that? That kind of sounds cool, you know? And he was like, oh, it's Steel Panther. You don't know who they are? And I was like, uh, no. But he, I kind of listened to a couple of songs, and I'm a big fan of 80s yeah. hair metal. Oh, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, that's right there. Right, they're cool. <laughs> uh, again, I, they go under like Lonely Island category, whereas they, yeah. you know, they make such. Nobody takes them seriously because they're kind of being a parody of, of that style. <laughs> right. Um, this is a good one here uh, because, again, you know what? Uh, this may top bad company in a sense, in my opinion, as far as most underrated uh, artists, but they're not in the Rock Hall, is Deep Purple. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of like a four or five. They were right there with Zeppelin and Sabbath and all those guys when when hard rock was taking shape. Yeah. Um, Same as Bad Company, a lot of tracks, a lot of songs that you know, that people know, mm-hmm. not, don't necessarily know that it's Deep Purple. Did you know that David Coverdale sang for them at one point? I did not. Why Snake's lead singer? I yeah. did not. They had a great album with that, too. Burn. That's, a, that's good. Good stuff. Um, and then her last one is uh, Chevelle. 
And uh, that's a pretty good one. I would say so because I, I said this to Josh the other day, uh, Mr. Banks, that we had this conversation of uh, there, uh, like when you talk about like the two thousands rock movement that happened, you know, like Disturbed, uh, Godsmack, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Chevelle has been, in my opinion, the only constant band. Because when they came out, they were kind of somewhat under the radar, and then they just took off, and they've not like they've not phoned it in. Like they've released an album every year, every other year or so, and, and they're just riffs galore. They're heavy, you know. They, they sound great. I mean, and they make no bones about it. They're influenced by Allison Chains and Tool and Perfect Circle and all that stuff. And uh, man, that I would say that they are vastly underrated because. Um, their their music is not pushed out there enough. Yeah, when it's it's just it's in my opinion damn good, and I've always enjoyed them a lot. That's that's a good one. Ashley, excellent job. Um, <laughs> she's got something else on here too. She wanted to throw in theory of a dead man on this list. Don't even get me started. Yeah, I told her. I promised her that I would explain why that that is the only wrong answer on this list. Now I get it. Yeah. So um, here we go, Big Willie. Um, his first one is Ten Years. I don't know if you are familiar with them. Uh, they do the song. Uh, uh, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. To, uh, I think it's called Wasteland. Um, Change my attempt. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's them. They were. I was huge on them when they first came out. I was really big on them. I saw them before their album came out uh, with Mudvayne and Seven Dust uh, about oh, oh god, about thirteen years ago, probably now. <laughs> that's incredible. Same same thing with Chevelle. They have like six, seven albums out, and they just don't get played enough. They got a new uh, they got a new song out Novocaine that gets played a lot and it's it's a pretty rad song. I do enjoy that one. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, and then another one, uh, one of my another album that I love listening to a lot by them is called Feed the Wolves. Man, that that is just that is a uh, that's a heavy album. Like the guitars on that are really heavy. And it, I was really impressed when I first heard that. So, anyways, uh, he's got Chevelle on there too. No need to go back into that. Um, he's got Breaking Benjamin. And he said, and it is almost not, but still, uh, I would agree with Breaking Benjamin in the sense that their older music is not appreciated enough anymore. Um, Greta Van Fleet, which actually was on here numerous times, um, they're newer, so I don't know that I can consider them underrated because they are played on the radio massively. Um, I think uh, they're rated about where they should be for how new they for are. For how new they are, yes. yes. That, that's my that's my thing with underrated is you got to have some like a few years behind you um again no wrong answers here no um and especially when robert plant comes out and says that he's a fan i don't know that you're underrated at that point anymore yeah but uh you were correct it is called wasteland yeah um and then the other one another newer one uh which they just became big and uh, they this is the material that's played on the radio now is actually from their second album their first album is Killer is Highly Suspect. I've talked about them many times with mm-hmm. you. That is a great band. That's probably one of my newer favorite bands that I, I love listening to all the time. So, Willie, thank you for your list. Um, Willie, fuck you. <laughs> you're short, but we love you. Um, 
So my cousin, I have a cousin, a couple cousins that commented, actually three all together. Uh, so here it is, the bad company thing. Um, <laughs> his response said, I can't really think of five that I would consider underrated, but he said his number one for sure is bad company. Um, they're not in the Rock Hall of Fame and uh, definitely one of the better uh, classic rock bands. And a and, uh, little fun fact here, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you here. Bad Company was the first band signed to Led Zeppelin's record label, Swan Song Records. Did not know that? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Damn, we rolled on two hours already. Um, and then another one he had would be Pearl Jam. I could, yeah, I could see that in a sense. They they don't get as much credit for their new music. That I I don't think they have a bad album on their on their discography. Uh, I mean, I'm biased because that's one of my favorite bands. But and that was that's in my favorite concerts ever. That mm-hmm. that was that was one of those like life changing things. Like when you see it and you're just like, oh my god! Like I had goosebumps. I, I was crying at the end of it, and I wasn't the only one. I, I went to that. Of course, by, I went to that by myself, and I saw other people uh, with the same emotion. Um, we got a few more here. Don't exit out on me. Um, I'm gonna save this one for last. Uh, another cousin of mine, Bradley, he listed Days of the New, uh, kind of like that second wave grunge bands. Uh, I, I, again, a lot of material that went unnoticed. This one I don't know of. I don't, I've never heard of this band called Here Come the Mummies. I um, think they're comedic. Okay. I only know them from Bob and Tom. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he wrote Seven Mary Three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they just have a few hits on the radio. Again, they had a pretty big album. That Those hits were from that that was a great album. Uh, the Toadies, another band that went under the radar with the alternative rock in the 90s. And then uh, he put Stone Temple Pilots on there, too. Is an underrated band. Uh, Jared Stamper. He had a few more than five, but that's okay. He put Blackberry Smoke. His list is very, very, uh, very Southern Rock oriented, which is which is cool. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Greta Van Fleet, again. Uh, Blackstone Cherry. And he actually put Limp Biscuit on here, too, as underrated. And I would agree with that very much so. I think everybody just wanted to hate on Fred Durst and didn't realize that they actually make some damn good music. And Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water, I could listen to that album every day, all day, because that is a killer record. For sure. In fact, I do probably two out of seven showers. Really? Absolutely. (laughs) That's funny. Because there's something about headbanging to... Hot dog? Oh, bro. <laughs> There's something about that in the shower, just spending five minutes and fucking this and fucking that. <laughs> uh, another cousin of mine, Christopher, he... A couple of more I don't, I don't, I'm not uh, aware of, but I would like to check all these out. Uh, this band called Dolls. Not, not how... I, I guess that's how you say it. D-A-W-E-S. Uh, Houndmouth. Uh, the Head and the Heart. Uh, Soundgarden, which I would absolutely agree with, because apart from their radio songs, man, some fantastic music that just that they deserve a little more recognition. I hope that they get in the Rock Hall. I think they will one day. It's just unfortunate that uh, Chris Cornell won't be here for that. But mm-hmm. uh, and then 
Bad Company. He listed in there as well. I'm surprised. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> uh, Mr. Brimer, our fellow podcaster. Big Mike. His list reads Creed, Stone Temple Pilots. He mm. has Alter Bridge in there. I missed that last time. I, good, I thought, good, good Creed. Yeah. Good Creed one. Though. Creed, yeah, for sure. Uh, Less Than Jake, they were kind of like an alternative uh, pop rock kind of thing. I've not listened to much from them. but And then he said Van Hagar. He's referring, he's referring to the Hagar era of Van Halen, and I think that, I is, love a, it. that is a good one. I love that, Big Mike. Excellent job. Yeah. I got one more here I got to find real quick. I think My favorite Van Halen song is... The Van Hagar song? The, yeah, is a Van Hagar, Hagar song. The best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Can't explain why, but it is. I'm pretty fond of uh, Finish What You Started. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very yeah. underrated. Um, and then the last list here came from his pal, uh, Justin, fellow podcaster. He put Highly Suspect again. Uh, Rise Against, that's another band that doesn't get a lot of credit, and they've got like 10 albums out of just like flawless material. They're, they're very good. Uh, this one I really, really liked. Well, for, okay, so... He put Greta Van Fleet. He had a little bit of dyslexia. He put Veta Grand Fleet at first. It's hilarious. Yeah, and he corrected himself. <laughs> uh, he put Jet. They kind of went under the radar after a while. I, I didn't pay much attention to them other than the two songs they had on the radio. So I can't judge that. But I, you know, I'll trust. Maybe that's things. why they're on there. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. And uh, his one that really stuck out to me was Trivium. I know I've you've heard them, and I speak about them all the time. Yep. Uh, like the man i don't even know that this last album they put out was killer mm-hmm. i think it put them over the top as like they finally reached like i don't want to say they're not their peak but like they finally got over the hill as far as like just being out there and now they've like really made a giant name for themselves and uh definitely in my opinion the best like metal band that's been out in the last uh However, they, how long have they been around? Uh, maybe, maybe it's unfair of me never giving them a chance after that first song well, they played uh, for me. It just wasn't for me. The, yeah, their style. Uh, I mean, yeah. they've got the scream, the 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 heavy vocals, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but I, I get into that stuff. I'm my I'm, I'm more open minded to that stuff now than I used to be. But uh, thank you again for everybody that uh, that uh, gave us your responses. That was that was. Always good. Never any wrong answers. But real quick, the one wrong answer, Ashley. The reason I'm going to say why Theory of a Dead Man can never, ever be considered underrated is because, A, they are a knockoff of Nickelback. Uh, (laughs) Now, granted, there's no originality, as far as I can tell, in anything that anybody does anymore. Like, it's been... Something's been done before. Yeah. Like, but... The reason I would not consider them is because I don't hear a clamoring of people saying, please give me more Theory of a Dead Man. And I don't hear people saying, oh man, I went to the Theory of a Dead Man show and they kicked my ass. Quite the opposite. And I'm going to tell you that you didn't get your ass kicked in a good way because they are absolutely the worst band I've ever heard or seen in my life. They taught me a good lesson. <laughs> we walked into Rock on the Range. I dropped 150 bucks on T-shirts of the bands that I was really excited to see. In theory, was one of them. I was. I, I, I still essentially. I still there's like some, there's songs that I like. I by still them. like their radio stuff, 
but when when we saw them, we both looked at each other and we were like, "Is this for real?" And then they played an entire forty-five minute or an hour long, however long it was, and we just couldn't believe what we were hearing. I could not believe how awful that was. But but we even gave them a second chance because you know we talked about it. We were like, "Oh, you know, maybe who knows what was going on? Maybe they don't like playing at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, like whatever time we saw them." So we saw them. Or they at just River figure Bend. everybody's going to be drunk, so nobody's going to care anyways. We, I think we saw them at Riverbend, right? Yeah. With uh, that, Crew Fest 2, yep, maybe? Yep. So same deal. Same exact thing. Same deal. And we were like, oh, okay, this, well, that's over two. This fucking terrible. Over two. So, Spent 25 Ashley, bucks on a t-shirt for nothing. We, we appreciate your responses, but <laughs> I don't know if you've seen them live or not, and if maybe you enjoyed them. Maybe we just caught them on two bad days. I don't know. But that's just one band I would never consider to be underrated because of how terrible of a live band they are. And I doubt that they are uh, praised amongst any peers. I would think so, yeah. <laughs> Don't pay money to see them. Pay money to see somebody else and them open up if you want to see them. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, but we're just busting your balls here. So, well, your <laughs> theoretical balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, thank you to everybody that... Uh, that did this. Uh, so, the topic I want to do for next week it, tails off this overrated artist. Mm-hmm. This is bound to piss some people off or get people like, "What the fuck are these guys talking about?" Right. But I would like to discuss that, and I look forward to that for the next time. Did I say next week again? You did, but God, I mean, it I, could I, be next week. We don't know yet. Well, we haven't scheduled it. We'll see. Um, this what? one. Uh, hopefully, everybody makes enough time for listeners. We didn't realize how long this is going on for, but we've had a good time here. Drinking some brews, talking some bullshit that we uh, that we uh, like to talk about usually, and get everybody involved in. If anybody's got any uh, suggestions on what they want to hear, or if you have a top five subject that you can think of yourself that you would like to toss out, we're more than open to that. We're open to anything, anything. anybody wants to suggest. On we here. said it on the first one. I don't know the first fucking thing about tennis. I know who's the best in the right. world, and that's about it. If you want to talk about it, we'll research it. If you want me to give you my top five tennis venues in the world, I will figure it out. Can we rattle off our uh, honorables? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, we got to do that real quick. And straight up, just kind of rattle them off. We don't have to explain. I got one explanation, but that's only because of one of the answers that was on the By all means. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, me? Okay, here we go. Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> I started laughing off mic, but <laughs> Hootie and the Blowfish. I promise you, okay. you will dig it. I can't, but <laughs> that's just me. Why not? I can't I because he's Darius now. I don't. I don't like the music. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not for everybody. <laughs> okay, here is uh, a really good one that um, I could go on for days about. T-L-C. Okay. Yeah. I think they get overlooked a lot because of how big Salt and Peppa. Right. And maybe some other people were at the same time. TLC made some damn good music. Yeah. Another one uh, is going to be Fleetwood Mac. Okay. With or without Stevie. Okay. Doesn't matter. They were great. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Another one is going to be the Steve Miller Band. Oh, yeah. For that sure. one is going to be one of those that, you know, I can... 
I can see if you want to say, well, no, they were they were huge in the seventies and eighties. They just okay. Well, what about now? Right. They're fucking fantastic, but right. you don't hear anybody being like, oh man, Steve Miller band. But you should, right? Because he's great. They're great. And the last one, <laughs> this uh, this this uh, this act might make an appearance next week, but I will fight for them mm-hmm. till I die. Bon Jovi. I know your face. Your face says it all. I'm a huge fan of John Bon Jovi and Bon Jovi, the musical act. I think that they get um, they get a lot of uh, they get a lot of bad flack for a lot of things. And I'm not trying to do any spoilers, so I'm just letting you go on about this before I start naming mine. John, um, true story, real quick, and I'll, I'll be done right after this. Meg and I went to Chicago to see. Well, we went to Chicago for our honeymoon, and it just so happened that they were going to be at Soldier Field at the same time. We bought tickets. We went to see them. And on the way over there, I was a I was a Bon Jovi fan. Not a big one, yeah. but a Bon Jovi fan. And in the car, I said, you know, baby, he's just not hard enough for me. He just ain't. He's not a rock star. That's what she said. Exactly. He, he's not a rock star. If he walked on stage every once in a while and was like, fuck you, or this is fucking awesome, or something like that, you know, he'd get a lot more respect. So we go and see him in Chicago. I don't remember what he opened up with, but he opened up with a hit, rocked her nuts off for four and a half minutes, and then stood and just let us cheer him on for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And then eventually was just like, fucking Chicago. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, you caught up in it when they're doing that. No doubt. Okay, so that's well, it. They're getting their uh, they're getting their recognition mm-hmm. being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. They deserve it more than some of the other people, but there are some people who are not we'll in who deserve it more than Bon Jovi. Next week. God. I think we can agree there. Okay. Uh, my honorable mentions. First one, another one, uh, kind of the same category as Iron Maiden would be Judas Priest, another band that's laid landscape for a lot of heavy metal and rock and roll and. They're not in Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame. Classic albums, hits galore. And, uh, yeah. Uh, here's one. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, my. Hey. Yeah. Excellente. Yeah. Another hey, I, <laughs> another another category where you're not thinking about him, but when a song pops on, oh, man. Yeah, Lenny. no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Hey, and, he was fantastic in The Hunger Games. Yeah. Never seen it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't want to give too many things away, but Meg may or may not own a pair of dirty white boots. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, so, and then my last one here, uh, uh, Mike Rutherford, I didn't forget you, I promise. Uh, one of the bands he listed was a band called Seaway. Um, and they're kind of like a uh, post-hardcore pop uh, punk band. Um, and he sent me a song by them. And the song just happened to be, this was after I made my list, just happened to be this artist in my honorable mention, which is Alanis Morissette. Dude, I really thought hardcore about putting her on there. I would consider her that because, yeah, her first, or not, no, technically it's not her first album, it was her third album. Mm-hmm. Um, blew up, she's mm-hmm. like six, at least top ten songs on there, whatever it may be. And then kind of tailed off after that, but she's had some great material even after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I've listened to quite a bit of it, and uh, I'm a little disappointed that it was just recently that I got into her. Um, and the song... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what had happened was... <laughs> That's the wrong one, but... Uh, 
wait, got into her. Uh, who would say that? That's what he said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, the song he sent me was them covering uh, Hand in My Pocket. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, the band's called Seaway, and it was just kind of ironic that it just happened to be her, and she was, I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. So that's our honorable mentions for uh, underrated artists. Again, thank you for everybody that has tuned in. If you've made time for this, did not realize we were going on this song, but nobody's complaining. Uh, again, uh, not sure when the next one will be. We've kind of been on the schedule here for every couple weeks. Uh, we might get somebody else in here talking with us next time. Uh, We'll see how that goes. And again, thank you everybody that's checked us out, that's liked us on Facebook. We got a few couple likes today, which I was pretty pretty excited for. Uh, share us. Don't be afraid to share our page. Like, just, you know, just tell them, like, hey, a couple people I know, start a podcast. And uh, if you like talking about sports, music, and whatever else, it, it, anything at all, this just happened to be the things that were. Uh, what we know most about. Current. Current and especially today, current right now, we could probably talk about anything at all. But um, this is just what we know. It's what happens when you get two best friends together that you know like a lot of the same things. So we're gonna bounce that off and then get everybody else involved too. And we enjoy that a lot. Thank you again uh, to our friends at Topic Takedown, uh, Mike and Justin, uh, uh, giving us a little shout out, liking us, all that kind of stuff, and hope to do the same for them. Go check out their page. They're on Facebook as well. Uh, they're also on SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, usually we post the links to these pages, uh, or to these podcasts, I should say, on our page. It'll just take you straight to it and start playing, or you can go to SoundCloud yourself, look us up, Gone Shooting Podcast. Look us up on Facebook, Gone Shooting Podcast. Uh, Surely you can find something on my personal page or Ty's personal page about us. Um, and, yeah, we will uh, be back next time, hopefully with another great episode of uh, Find the Failed Topics. And, uh, again, we're going to do top five overrated bands or musical artists, I should say, next time. Because I have actually, for overrated, I actually have some that are not rock. Believe Excellent. Not. Yeah. I branched out a little more. Is one Bon Jovi. I'm not telling you. <laughs> They're rocks, so that doesn't make any sense for you to ask that. Uh, no, I meant one of your five, not okay. one of those couple. All right. Anyways, we're going to get out of here. It's late. We've got stuff to do tomorrow, uh, and we are a little intoxicated. So everybody, enjoy listening to this. Thank you again for all the love and support, and share the word. You know, that's the biggest way to get us out there is just, Either telling people about it, sharing it, commenting, liking, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we got fun doing this, and we can't wait till next time. So uh, thank you again, everybody, and we will check you next time on the Gone Shooting Podcast. <laughs>